0: everyone, and welcome to episode number seven of Anime Pop. I am your resident waterbender and co-host for this episode, Amanda Rivas. And you guys, we're here. We watched all eight episodes in probably less than 48 hours, anywhere in that neighborhood, since it dropped on Netflix for Avatar, the last airbender. And we are here to share our thoughts on the full season. And for that, we have to, before we even dive in, of course, we would be remiss if we didn't introduce the rest of team avatar here. So first of all, our fantastic lead host, taking us through, guiding us through the spirit world, is our avatar, Josh, with the high risk factor, here you are it's still too early i can't master the intros like bill can but i did my best i don't have the risk factor element but josh how are you avatar great one how's it going because you have to lead a crazy bunch through the spirit world how are you feeling
1: Ah, uh, gotta watch out for the uh hey by spirit spirit of the forest you know it gets a little wild out there but uh no good to see you amanda Flamio, to you and, and everyone here it's a always a joy so i'm very excited to get into this this show and uh yeah I know we got some hot takes here um, maybe some some bending takes here
0: <laughs> oh most definitely we definitely have the fire nation represented here but before we dive really dive in because again if y'all are curious about what our thoughts were for the first episode we covered this of course with Josh being one of our guests along with Nanoshka vasquez Suazo, uh and of course our next guest that I'm about to introduce we talked about the first episode on the socially distance so if you're curious about our thoughts on just the first episode go check that out it's out now on all streaming platforms but of course our first guest is I'm having a co-host party here because of course we had you on socially distanced and now we have our co-host the great one himself the uncle Iroh of the pop break you're the master of the intros the podcast king the editor-in-chief of the pop break and again our co-host at least mine on socially distanced yours on TV break of course you know, Bill's got a million hats. With He's the Bill and the Bill versus the MCU. The man himself, Uncle Iroh, Bill Bodkin, how are you, our wonderful friend?
2: So I think the reason why you asked me on these podcasts, are like, who do I know that is batshit crazy enough to watch this entire show like in a day? You're like the busiest man alive i will do it. And yes, I yeah. did do it. So uh can we swear on this podcast?
0: Yes, we can.
2: So, like I've been saying, I've been trying to get this going. Like LFYY. Let's fucking yip yip, guys. Let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> I am representing the tired nation because I was up to two o'clock in the morning watching this. Uh, and um this 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 was not enough caffeine for me. So I'm gonna crash real hard. Midway through this, so let's let's do this. I'm ready to talk some anime, and uh, my recommendation this week is going to be so dated. It's going to be (laughs) great.
0: Yep, yep, motherfucker. It's going to be yep, yep, motherfuckers. Here we are. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, Josh. I'm so sorry. You're going to really have to work to rein us all in because you are now officially the leader of the tired nation because we have added a fifth nation. You guys, we added that as socially distanced. We are carrying that over. (laughs)
1: Oh, and I don't have Appa with me this time. Oh, I'm in danger.
0: (laughs) Oh, no, there's no emotional support, Appa, this time. Oh, did he shed all his fur, though? That was my question. That was going to be one of my questions for you. Did he shed all his fur?
1: He's at the groomers right now. He'll be okay. He'll be okay.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, he might not be okay after running into (laughs) our, our next guest, who really is truly the most firebender of firebenders that I know. Definitely the mix of Zuko and Uncle Iroh. He is definitely... Definitely firebender energy all over the place, but he is my short king. <laughs> we stand a short king here on the pop break. Right. He is the pro wrestling element champion. He is one half of the highly decorated flocking brawlers tag team. He is the flock father, flock daddy. The Flamazing one. I just killed Bill right off the bat. You're welcome. You're welcome. He's a and mother
3: flocker. Yes, <laughs> he
0: is. He is a
3: oh, take that <laughs> any way you can. Where's the flamingo deity of desire?
0: Oh, I didn't really know didn't the it flamingo
3: more. drip. Mm, oh, I mean, come on.
0: Oh, <laughs> We're
3: getting all these titles out of here. We gotta.
0: Well. Well, yes, you know, he's got
3: I... the
2: he's got the yip yip with the drip drip, right? That's what you do. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I mean, actually, Listen, you get me up this early? This is the shit you're getting, man. <laughs> There's nothing up here but a wild oppa just rattling around in my skull. So, this is what we're doing. Josh is like, "Fuck, quit."
1: <laughs> 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 now, this is what I'm here for, Bill. This is why we brought you on.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Again, yip yip motherfucker. Here we are with the man i come home to every day this is what i get at home guys brandon Vice, welcome back because again like you like bill we we seem to have you two on a roll for having to watch shows in a day and review them so thank you for being on i
3: think it's that craziness factor they're like you know what they got nothing better to do let's just throw this out here <laughs>
0: and here we are here we are so how was how was your uh title defense last night
3: um well I would say it would be flamazing but um it was successful Caleb kindly pulled a fast one but uh you know I'm I'm pretty uh flamazing myself I still retained and uh I know we're gonna mix it up again but it was
0: it was a pretty good match mm-hmm. good well Again, thank you guys all for for being here. So before we dive into uh, take a further dive into the live action version of the Four Nations, we've got to talk about some anime news that's happened, and we've had quite a bit that's that's happened here since we since our last episode. So we're going to cover a couple of different happening topics here. Of course, one that is continuing to dominate the airwaves is, of course, the Crunchyroll Funimation merger, which finally took action. I mean, this was a merger that was done in 2021. It was announced in 2022. And now we're actually seeing movement to where the Funimation app, the Funim- just the Funimation streaming is finally going away. And that is going to be effective as of April 2nd. Many Crunchyroll subscribers have already gotten the little alert that it's, hey, are you ready to merge, you know, ready to merge your content? You know, so people have already been seeing that up on their screens of their Crunchyroll subscribers. And, of course, the the big news about this, though, is that, one, if you bought something on Funimation, a digital copy, it's not coming over. Yeah. So Funimation digital copies are being removed as part of this merger. And, of course, there was that lovely price increase okay. as well from the current Crunchyroll subscription annual price of $54.95 a year to now $99. 99 a year so of course you know, want to open the floor to you guys i know you know josh you and i and of course our, our amazing one here have Crunchyroll. you know bill i definitely want to get your perspective from we've been talking about the streaming wars context so bill actually i kind of want to turn it over to you from the streaming wars side of things you know obviously we've been covering this on socially distance, and it's been talked about in various various podcasts but yeah. what are you you know from from of this happening in the context of the overall big picture here it's
2: not a surprise i mean unfortunately i mean we're we're looking at you know paramount looking to merge with you know earlier like late last year early this year paramount and warner brothers merging i mean that just to think about the the lineage and history of those two uh film studios merging i mean that's kind of crazy like we're seeing like Like, the consolidation, like, it's proliferation and consolidation happening on just an accelerated level here. You know, we would see over the years, like, Disney picks up ABC or, you know, NBC is picked up by Universal and Comcast and all that stuff. These things happen, but now it's just happening, like at like a blinding pace because streaming services are hard to stay savvy and solvent. I mean not everyone is as smart as WWE one of the few times I'll put them over who got a streaming service and then sold it and they did it earlier than anybody probably didn't get enough money for it even in hindsight. But like they, they did it first. And I am not surprised by this because you have these two, you know, Funimation has been around like for people who don't know. I mean, that was, you know, us old farts. Like we would get the videos of the tra- Transformers, the movie, and there was done by Funimation with a little, you know, t- paper with like someone drawing Funimation on with crayon and Voltron and all that stuff. One of Josh's favorites. And you'd see that. And so Funimation has been around forever. So but it's it's a flooded market and this is what's going to happen so if you, it, it makes sense that it's happening and it sucks because then people are losing jobs and there's like less alternatives for people but in in a market that's super saturated this is what's going to happen and that's why everything's consolidating so fast because streaming services are hard to be profitable there's very few that are profitable right now i think it's just netflix so of course like we'll get a note from alex being like guys I taught you better like you know it's like but yeah it's very few I mean you look at how much Disney loses on Disney plus mm-hmm. it's a lot so I mean so it's not surprising that 99 nine dollar price tag holy shit like it's sticker shock I guess you divide it out over 12 I mean it's not that 12 months not that bad math is not my strong suit I have a degree in words not numbers uh so it's it so you'll see that sticker shock but it eventually it'll pay out especially if you love anime like we are here on an anime podcast but my question is, uh, since I don't do my homework, is who is it going to be? Is it just going to remain crunchy roll? Is it going to be Funimation? Or is it going to be Fun and Crunchy, which is the name I'd go with?
0: <laughs> it's still going to remain Crunchyroll. Although Fun and Crunchy would have been a great alternative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, right now, on the pl- basically, the only other streaming that I know of is going to be High Dive, along with, yeah. with Crunchy. That's the only other place that you can oh, stream. Oh, I, vag-
2: I have vaguely heard of that.
0: Yeah. And so you know bill i appreciate that perspective because i i really you know for for myself i really feel like you know i'm not surprised this is happening i i mean this has been on the books for a while sure. and to me i feel like this is happening because of netflix to be mm-hmm. fair i feel like netflix has really come in and just yeah. kind of just dove in on the anime market i mean yes we had disney get hulu and i mean they had They have Bleach, which is one of my favorite shows. And they've done a great job with the Thousand Year War and all of that. But other than that, Disney hasn't really dove into the world of anime. You know, on Amazon, of course, you know, you can get a Crunchyroll subscription, you know, through Amazon. So, I mean, there's not a real another fellow big player. And even though High Dive is out there, I know some people are hardcore High Dive people. I'm, you know, to me, Crunchyroll has the more diverse and there's more content there for, for me. That's why I choose to go with Crunchy. And I think, you know, Max has, of course, you know, Ninja Kamui, which we'll talk about later. But, you know, you have all these other places, but the only other threat is Netflix. And I think because Netflix has grown with their anime content at such an expedited rate, I think now we're seeing, okay, now now we've got to get moving and now we've got to really consolidate. So I think ultimately in the end, it will be between Crunchyroll plus I feel like High Dive is eventually going to wind up. With I, I I think high dive eventually is gonna wind up with crunchy. I think we're gonna get some conglomerate of, of crunchy Funimation high dive versus Netflix. That's where I think we're going in the end. Um again, you know, the price hike. I'm gonna have I'm I'm definitely gonna pay for it because <laughs> I need my anime fix and I think that's where a lot of people are. Obviously, if you purchase something on Funimation, I'd be upset too. I didn't have a Funimation account originally, which I know this one did. Josh, are you? worried about like are you did you buy anything from Funimation like are you kind of like well what the heck like what happened with my content you know how what are your thoughts on this overall
1: thankfully I I didn't have any like digital content on uh, Funimation so I don't have to worry about losing that but I, don't know, I feel like that's such a unfortunate norm at this point, like there's so many times where we've seen like these different digital only platforms change and it's like, well, you lost all your, your content, like all those you know DVD codes you got with the digital only like, yeah, those switched over to something else and now you can access those. So I, I just kind of take that as par for the course. What I think is the, the bigger deal is definitely like <laughs> the financial Piece of it because that is going to put a hole in my wallet, but I will keep paying it because they've really got a monopoly at this point. And I think that's the biggest difference from like the other combinations in the streaming world is that, yes, like we have like Hulu and Disney coming together and um, the Paramount Warner Brothers thing is supposedly in the works. But like other than high dive, like Crunchyroll is now like without a doubt the dominant force. Like high dive is like an afterthought, really. And so it's like you said, Amanda, it really is. Netflix as this behemoth that has everything, including anime. But for those of us who want like anime specific streaming services, it's only Crunchyroll like that is that is the place to go. And so it's not surprising that they jack up the price because they really can do that again. It's a monopoly like who's going to tell them they can't do that. Like we're going to come do it. So i don't know it's unfortunate but just kind of a reflection of just where we are with the streaming side of things and with with anime right now
0: yeah, isn't I mean,
2: is, is crunchyroll still like does it still have a hub on max because it did when it launched
0: no, it's no. it's not on max anymore it's just the only other hub that i know of that it's on is amazon and yeah. you can add it as an optional subscription and even then they don't put their new newer seasons a lot of it so far has been older content and some of their their crunchy roll originals i haven't seen too many on um because we looked at canceling we were like maybe if, if they do kind of the same kind of deal you know like paramount does or whatnot maybe we can just consolidate you know to one to one giant bill and then we're like oh wait no nope, it's older content <laughs> hmm. not worth it we're gonna keep our crunchy roll crunchy roll account hmm. but, I, I,
2: I could see it being even crunchyroll down the line being purchased by Amazon or another streamer I think that's ultimately I think ultimately that's we're gonna end up like how we are now with like a handful of you know streamers just in there and there's like different hubs so it's like whether it's Max and there's a Paramount plus hub you know what I mean obviously Disney and Hulu stuff like that I could see that with Crunchyroll
1: yeah I think the, the closest thing you have to to that right now for like Max is they've got like the Studio Ghibli hub that's you know oh, that's what cool. that's what i'm thinking of that's what
0: thinking. okay okay so a uh, flamingo deity of desire yeah. would you like to weigh in on that uh, weigh in on this especially because you you had funimation
3: i did um i had it i never purchased anything you know looking at things i'm like uh why do i want to pay just for digital of course you know um i was a pirate back in the day so i channeled other sources but now as a law abiding the citizen after i found my one piece already i um I, I go with Crunchyroll, of course, and uh, am I going to pay for it? Yes. Have I thought about going back to being a pirate? It's always there. You can't get rid, rid of that lifestyle, but, um, you know, it I'm going to pay it. Uh, When he was saying uh, Amazon's going to take it over, all I thought of was uh, idiocracy. When Costco took over the world, get mm-hmm. your law degree at Costco. Get your homes, get your business. I was like, that's what's gonna happen with uh, anime. Hmm. Amazon's gonna have everything. But um, yeah, I can see that Studio Ghibli, it's staying on Max, but I don't see it as a contender. I mean, you like their movies, but other well than that, it's
1: <coughs> so there's there's some stuff to unpack there. But first, I just have to say, <laughs> you pirating One Piece. Is there a more perfect show to pirate than that?
3: I'm just saying, if you're gonna be a pirate, you got to do pirate things allegedly allegedly guys
0: allegedly allegedly allegedly
3: allegedly,
0: pirate. allegedly. allegedly. You're pirate allegedly a, a pirate yeah of
3: course i wore my patch when i watched the show Why would oh, I would oh pirate, of course so. mr straw hat <laughs> over there
0: yeah there's there's a lot to there's a lot to unpack with the his studio ghibli already was coming. yeah okay. this is something we've had lot, lots of discussions about so i've tried josh i've tried mm. i've tried really hard There's no discussions. It's
3: like talking to a wall. I mean, it's.
0: You know what? I'm gonna throw a cabbage at you. So, (laughs) man,
2: you're like Dave Batista right now. You're walking through a pit of danger. Uh, So, uh, and you're gonna be walking alone apparently soon.
0: Or he could be doing a a Naruto run, basically, because. Oh, look at that shit.
2: Look at that. I've taught you. I've taught you you well. I've taught you.
0: Yes, I'm learning. I'm learning from the master (laughs) here because the other half of anime news here is that, of course, this has been in the works for some time. I think at least since at least 2015, if not longer, we're hearing about, oh, there's going to be like a Naruto movie. There's going to be like this one in the works and there's da da da. I mean, we're still waiting. I know, Josh, you're still waiting as this one is for those four episodes. Those mystery episodes that I don't know if they will ever air for One the day. for the anime series. Never. Just might as well give up, right? Um, so instead of that news, we got movement on the live action movie piece with a director and writer being assigned. And that's going to be Dustin Daniel Cretton, who is known for Shang-Chi that's the the claim to fame here there was also of course a, a brief attachment to the you know tang dynasty slash we have no idea what the name of this new avengers movie is going to be at a certain point somebody will figure it out one day but of course you know creaton is no longer involved in that as far as we know but of course shang chi 2 is on the map and then of course i think the wonder man show as well but now this has been added to the mix here um of course Cretan has already met with with of course kishimoto who is the uh, the creator of Naruto. Apparently, that meeting went very well. Um, it has been assigned to Arad Productions and Hisako uh, Production Companies, and so no date announced yet. But Josh, when I sent you the link, <laughs> you were so excited about this. So, your thoughts now that we actually have movement on this <laughs> news?
1: Yeah, my reaction was to send you a fainting Elmo GIF. I su- I believe. Um, so, yes, I in general, I was not excited about a live action naruto previously but then when i heard who was attached to it it's like okay i'm on board now you have you have convinced me that this can work because i while i'm not familiar with all of his work i love shang chi that is one of my favorite marvel movies ever like not just in like the last few years just like overall i I love that film and if there's anyone who i'd want to tackle naruto it would be cretin because he's shown that he can handle this really difficult combination of having this you know fantastical element based in um mythology um but still make sure the characters are front and center and so just to i mean if he could bring just an ounce of what he brought to um like those characters in our dynamics to um you know a like Kakashi, um you know maybe we get a uh a little bit of the the first arc um you know i'd love to see them go to the um the land of waves like that would be great like i i have no idea where they're going to go with this what they're going to adapt but um i think it's a good hand so again my excitement level went from meh to like I'm on board. I'm here. Let's go.
0: Okay, I'm gonna balance you from a different perspective over <laughs> here. The other side, the dark side. The, should we say the, the Sasuke? You know, slash Itachi. He's got that whole the whole Uchiha vibe over here. What are your thoughts over here? You can't him?
3: put that. That's two totally different sides. Yeah, you know, but they're, I all, mean...
0: they're all the same kind. <laughs> little, little emo. Well, Sasuke, you were, you went from emo to like, then you went to Itachi mode about it. So, hmm. your thoughts on this movie? i am excited
3: because i seen naruto and i thought we were storming area 51 again those arms are getting ready you know was, we're gonna storm the gate this time and then i seen we we're getting a movie so i was less excited uh i'm actually still excited i, I want to see how it turns out um with avatar and all the special effects and everything that we got to see i know that naruto is going to be hopefully like right up there uh, effects wise especially when you're seeing all the moves and all the different techniques, I'm I'm really excited for that. As far as deucer, not so much. I was very eh on the show. It was sometimes it caught me. Sometimes I was like, this is boring and I'm trying to focus. But I know that with the creator actually having input in, I feel a little better. It's kind of like One Piece, you know, I know there's going to be changes just like Avatar. There were some changes, but they still made the story mesh. And, you know, I'm just uh, anxious to see how it goes. I want to see what they do to my my boy, my guy. Right? Mm. They better do them well. Those eyebrows better be on fleek right there. Rock that bulkhead. Yeah. Bulk I, I, yeah. That bulk
2: on, I, see, on fleek, man. I I'm, I really feel like I'm in 2014 right now. It's you're really welcome. Awesome.
3: Yeah. I, yeah. That's
0: awesome. <laughs> oh, oh, no. You know, I'm like, he might actually make a better Kakashi than me at this and Put y'all two together instead of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm like i you know i'm i'm cautiously excited about it because i'm like okay like I, you know i enjoy shang chi like i thought it was i thought it was a lot of fun i loved the action you know the story was well done so i'm like okay like you know obviously like i i, I like this is this is a solid that was a great movie i feel like naruto this is this is going to go in a direction like you know i feel like the fight scenes are going to be great Again, you know, I'm excited, like I'm a Kakashi girl and I'm here, like excited to see him come into play. I just, I just really hope they bring the book, uh, like, you know, kind of the whole, like mm. him like doing his, yeah, that, that whole, it's going to be great. Um, you know, I, you know, I do feel better that Kishimoto is involved that always makes me feel better because, again, I feel like One Piece turned out the way it did because Oda was so involved. And Kishimoto had a lot of glowing things to say, just, you know, that that Cretan is very open-minded and he's, he's very open to my ideas and input. And so when you have that kind of collaboration, you know the story is going to be really good. I'm just nervous about the casting. I know we're mm. not there yet, but the cast especially who you're going to get for Naruto it's going to be a big deal because you know people are i feel like the side characters for Naruto took a lot of the the spotlight you know i mean you you a lot of them have a, a, a there's a, a very strong love for you know again you have Mike Guy you have Kakashi you have people who are you know Itachi stands who are great and I, again i love Itachi too and you know and Naruto was a lot of people were hit or miss you know with with him as a as a main character so i think it's going to be one of those where if you're the casting is done wrong, then you're going to get an annoying screaming kid the entire time, and people are going to focus on that instead of a balanced, you know, main character protagonist. But that I know that's like down the line, but that's at least this part of it makes me feel optimistic. It's just I think now going to come down to the casting, I think more so than anything. But Bill, do you want to weigh in? At, you know, I know you haven't, did you watch Naruto? I've never. No, never seen not it. A
2: second. I know the run every kid does the run whether they they know the show or not um it's this is a tough one because like i know the reputation of the show it's so it's like you are in this period right now where they're really studios are like really going for that ip to be like okay comic books have been done to death it's now we got to get into anime and anime really translates well to streaming services because we want episodic versions of this but naruto Naruto is so famous and has so much content that you're like, it's so easy to get lost in it, but... The um Destin is like I loved Shang-Chi I thought it was great He was He took a character Not a lot of us Really even knew And made this Really immersive Really fun sh- uh, film And if he's got Like you said If he's got the right Casting director I think he can Work some magic here I mean Marvel put him In charge of Some of their Biggest properties I mean obviously He's moved on From from Thou shall You know Ye shall Be decided Whatever the fuck The title of the Avengers movie is It's like Avengers 5 Hey we're here Uh I <laughs> five let's do it that's that's what it's gonna be um so I I think like if these big studios are trusting them I think we I think people have to give them the benefit of the doubt I think writing it off immediately because it's just like I don't want to see it I don't ever work especially if the creators on board I think you have to give them a little bit of leeway and see what's happening but I tell you what if that first trailer is a big old pile of shit are <laughs> that's that's gonna be uh the world is gonna burn is what's gonna happen not like a it's already not but i mean you know it's even worse
0: i mean you know we're all gonna naruto run and go look that's gonna be the next site of the naruto the next naruto run and people will actually show up for that one so mm. <laughs> well that's our, our our anime news and so again before we dive into the live action version of of avatar we're gonna give a quick our quick anime recommendations, because we always like to ask our guests on. And of course, we like to share our anime anime recommendations for what we're watching this month and why you should be watching it. So, Bill, I'm going to start with you because I'm super curious as to what you picked. I know Josh is Josh is intrigued. The eyebrows went up. You know, he channeled, channeled that Mike guy, you know, with the, the eyebrows on fleek. And so, you know, so, Bill, tell us what is your anime recommendation? for this month
2: for our listeners oh guys listen let's let's be honest for a second like i am not the biggest anime head in the world i i had a run in the early 2000s like we all did uh where we're into anime so i was gonna go with like super basic pumpkin spice latte pick and be like oh dragon ball z is really awesome guys you ever watch that and uh (laughs) but i decided to go with a film that i really liked and i i want to revisit one day um that's ninja scroll and uh i love this it's a classic um if you're like popping onto this because like oh hey bill bodkins on a podcast which is not a thing because i'm on way too many and uh or if you're like oh i really love avatar but i've never watched ninja scroll it's like this great gateway anime f- uh into the wider multiverse and world of anime because it's it has enough traditional like samurai and and you know martial arts film stuff combined with enough high fantasy where it but it's palatable to the everyday person like me who was just gonna you know watch it for the first time through and i think that was like watching it, and i was just so impressed with it that i could still remember it from this day and it's like probably watched it 20 some odd years ago so yeah that's mine if you've never watched ninja scroll it's a classic for a reason because it is really really good the vaguest recommendation i can ever give anything ever so there you go.
0: But the fact that you still remember it twenty years later, twenty plus years later, that tells you how good it is. I mean, you know, I I was in college when I watched Ninja Scroll for the first time, and it was great. Like I think it was a perfect way to describe it. it. You know, it's got those traditional, you know, the 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 traditional Japanese elements of you know the samurai culture and whatnot. But then at the same time, that high fantasy. It was it was it was so good. It was I remember watching it just being blown away. And, you know, just like this was, this was, it's, it's still one that if it's, if I'm able to stream it or watch it, I just, it's just one of those, I just like, I, I just enjoy revisiting, you know, captivating characters all the way around. Like it, 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 it was one that didn't feel like it dragged too long. It was, the pacing was great. It's, it's definitely one of the, I feel like, gateway anime movies for a lot of people. Yeah. And so, it was, you know. It was
2: because, like, people said, like, it was, like, very, like, I just saw on Wikipedia and, like, it totally sparked something for me. Like, it's like, hey, if you like The Matrix, you should watch this. And I was like, my buddy who I watched The Matrix with was like, yeah. And, I, and this was, like, this has been tried. And I had to refresh my memory on something, too. Like, Leonardo DiCaprio had been trying for years, yeah. if not decades, to try and make a live action version of this. Part of me is okay with that. But don't be shocked if within the next five to ten, I don't want to think ten years from now, how old I'll be. Uh, But uh, I'll be getting that magazine with the acronyms on them. Uh, Is that could happen now because we are seeing this, and these streaming services are looking for new source material for, you know, for films. So, I mean, you know, and you can't really go to that many comic books. I mean, Robert Kirkman can only make so many uh so it's i think it's going to be interesting to see if this actually does play out to i don't think a big screen adaptation i think to a streaming adaptation and i think it'll be a really big deal if they do it i know akira they were trying to or or akara i don't know i'm pronouncing it but uh that's because there's a wrestler in new japan who's francesco akira. so i was like oh okay maybe i've been pronouncing akira wrong for you know 30 years um so i don't know if that one will ever get filmed because that almost seems impossible but um i could definitely see ninja scroll being like amazon presents ninja scroll and then everyone's like
0: we're mad
2: because you know we're always mad about
3: stuff
0: <laughs> you know i can see it being like netflix taking that on yeah yeah Netflix has been coming after the you know kind of the the more long-term classic yeah Amazon is more of
2: the books they're more like here's Lord of the Rings here's Wheel of Time so like they'll find the next you know book to adapt
0: okay okay so Josh what is your anime recommendation for this month
1: oh I had such a hard time there are so many ones that I wanted to talk about um Just briefly, just want to shout out to some we talked about last month that have been excellent still. Uh, Sign of Affection. So cute. Loved it so very much. Um, My my wife has gone to start reading the books now because she's like, I can't wait for more episodes. Um, And I can totally see why because it is perfect. Um, Also, uh, Delicious in the Dungeon. Been great. Really enjoyed that so far. Um, But for my recommendation for the month, I am going to go back a few years to one of my favorite anime from... Uh, about two years ago now. Um, It's on Netflix. Uh, It is called Romantic Killer. Um, If you have not watched it, it is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. It is this absurd concept where you have a, a high school girl who she loves nothing more than playing video games, chocolate, and spending time with her cat. And then one day, a small wizard creature says... I'm going to take those away from you and I'm going to make your life into a dating sim. And so now she can't access any of these things she loves. And instead she has to meet all of these different um, characters who um, kind of fill into these archetype or tropes of uh, dating sims, and it is just so hilarious, it, and, and but also really heartwarming at times because it it does have a this remarkable ability to like get to know the characters, and even though she's got this like anti heroine like I don't want to be in this dating sim, I'm not going to fall in love with anyone, um, like she does really bond with them, um, and it's she's just a, a wonderful character. Um, And then I I will say it takes a strange turn at the end where it gets pretty dark. Uh, But even that works. Um, So again, it's I don't know if a lot of people saw this. Um, I think Netflix kind of buried it or just kind of wasn't really coming out in a high volume time. Um, I think it was actually coming around the same time as wednesday so i think that's all anyone was talking about yes yeah so um but yeah i think it was a a hidden gem um it's only 12 episodes uh they haven't announced a season two um but i definitely encourage all of you to watch it i bill i'm not sure it'd be a little too anime for you um but i think you get a kick out of it all right I'm sure I won't watch it. There,
0: <laughs> unless, unless we have them back to review it and make him oh watch. Oh my it anyway. god,
2: guys! You can't keep <laughs> trying to indoctrinate me to anim- anime. But be like, could you watch 40 episodes in an hour? Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and it's funny, Josh. I'm glad. Think, I'm like, how have I not heard about this? Because I'm like, video games, chocolate, and cats. Okay, I'm here for this. Like, I get it. Like, I, I already like the main character with just her interests right there. And so uh, it's funny, Brandon actually was just adding it to the queue <laughs> as you're talking nice. about it. It's like, okay. Um, but yeah, that sounds that's a really interesting premise. I would be really upset if I couldn't play video games and I was stuck in yeah. a dating sim. I'd be yeah. really mad.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's it's so funny because it's dating like, sucks. And she does not want to be there. She is upset. So it's this this really fun antagonistic relationship between her and this strange little wizard character um but again like no 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 that blows that no the (laughs) wizard creature is like a little kind of cupid monster looking thing it's kind of hard to describe
0: huh Huh. okay well definitely gonna be checking checking that out and again i i'm with you on sign of affection i've been watching it religiously like he makes fun of me for it i'm like i love it it's such a sweet story so i might join your wife and read the manga or the books because i don't think i can wait either i'm I'm just very much in anticipation especially where it's at with the arc so great recommendations all the way around mine for this month is on the hilarious side mm-hmm. uh i have jumped on the national muscles and magic wagon bandwagon love it i've craved cream puffs like ever since watching um <laughs> watching the show so uh i know bill you still want to say something i'm going to give you guys context oh no, it's like it's like first <laughs> off it's like
2: how does an anime want to him- Make you eat cream puffs more. I mean, it's a, that should be like an everyday
0: occurrence. It's but, like well, and delicious. it is, no it order. is for our for our main character because you're following the adventures of Mash Bernadette, who is this is basically a mix of Harry Potter and the best of Harry Potter and the best of One Punch Man. I feel mm. like you know this is the answer to okay, you guys have Harry Potter. Well, hello, we've got Mash Bernadette, and to me, I'm gonna hot take it here better than Harry Potter. I'm go- mm. I'm going with it. Oh. Um, <laughs> because you have this main character that he's just, he works out all the time. He does not have any magic and you're in, he's born in a society where, you know, people who don't have magic that the, the weak are like, called out, you know, and you, he goes to a wizarding school and just, you know, it's a lot of, it borrows a lot of Harry Potter straight up. Um, but MASH just works out all the time. Like just really just like he's just running around working out weights, but he's just so deadpan with this humor and he can't open a door. Like a lot of the common sense stuff that is, that, you know, we kind of take for granted a little bit, but it's like, I know how to open a door. He's here like push to pool. push or pull, you know? <laughs> and, uh, but he's just, but his fighting is just unparalleled. Like everyone's like, oh, look, like he can do magic, but he's doing everything with just his physical ability. Like he's trying to fly on a broom, but it's him just kicking his legs. Like his leg strength is ridiculous. And of course he's like, I'm gonna channel my muscle magic. You know, he names his muscles. He's so great as a main character and his supporting characters, a side cast are great too. I feel the Lemon vibes. That's the girl who's interested in him. I, yeah, he looked at me immediately when we first met Lemon. I was like, yes, I am her. Um, and you know, his his roommate just cries all the time. It is, it is hilarious. It's, it's very much, I feel like a parody in a loving way of Harry Potter um, where you make fun of a lot of the different characters. You do have, you know, your, your Draco Malfoy, you know, character, you know, your villain and, you know, of the of this, the noble, the slither version of Slytherin and whatnot. But really, Mash's ultimate goal is, you know, I was taken in by some by my my dad who had magic, like this guy I consider my dad who has magic, who's risked his life to keep me safe, even though I have no magic. And I just wanna I just want to live in peace with my dad, because he's a great guy. And so I'm gonna go become a divine visionary. And even though I have no magic, and they don't pick very many divine visionaries, I'm gonna get this goal so I can live with my dad. And he's just like, you know, his whole thing is about eating cream puffs too. Like, he's just like, you know, everyone's turning around. They're like, how did you even find a cream puff? And he's like, you want some? Like, and he gets mad when people mess up his cream puffs. You know, it's it's very much a running gag in the whole anime series. It is fantastic. The first season, I think is only 12 episodes. This is in the middle of the second season right now with a banger of an opening track, by the way. I think it was like over what, 3 billion views, I think on streams, on social media. So the, the opening for season two has gone viral the dance is great. Have I learned the dance? Why? Yes. Yes, I have. So um, <laughs> it's a fantastic show. It's available on Crunchyroll. It is, it is kid, kid friendly ish. Like we do watch it with Seth. Um, so we, and he's here, like he, he loves it as well. Like he got, he got mad that I was going to start watch. We were going to start watching it without him while he's not here with us right at the moment and he's just like but wait for me so it's it's a really fun it's a really fun show highly recommend it if you've not checked it out national magic and muscles the the manga is great too by the way so and to round out our, our are you gonna I call know, out the song who sings the song what, what's the name
3: of the band creepy nuts singing <laughs> what's the name of the song
0: well it's called bling bang bang bombs it's great it's a great song go stream it
3: by creepy nuts
0: by creepy nuts it's great though i know thank you for making me call that out but it's great so go listen to it go stream it once you hear it it's going to live in your brain forever so round us off for your anime recommendations because we were worried we were gonna have the same one so Mm. we actually have a different one i yep i'm
3: I'm going a little bit different direction um a lot of stupid humor of course with mine and mine is the wrong way to use healing magic Mm. so it takes these uh your three uh main characters they get summoned from earth but one guy is not supposed to be there he was just walking home with them when he got caught up in the thing and uh he goes to this other world and they found out he has healing magic so they're like oh poor guy well, they're like don't say it out loud otherwise she'll hear you and here comes this evil looking woman eye going red and she's like who's the one that has healing magic it's like grabbing him by his head and you see him pulling him away and he's like screaming like hell she's the captain of the medical squad and um it's really good very very um how do i put this his training regimen is so extreme that people are like poor guy he's a sadist because he's constantly getting beat up he's constantly made to run he's constantly in danger and he's like oh no it's fine he goes she wouldn't do anything to hurt me and then you see him she like punches him you just see him flying into the forest like 100 miles away and he's like it's a daily thing they're like what is wrong with you they're like that's not normal but um it's really good very good take um you know of course standard is a they're over in the new world but he has a different outlook on everything uh he's like well why is it like this he goes i'm not i'm not from here so i don't know why you guys think this way and he's starting to get all these different views instead of just i'm the main hero i gotta go through and save them now it's well i'm gonna use my magic to save my friends who i love but also you know that's not right. I'm going to do something, even though I know I shouldn't. A lot of crude humor, a lot of, I wouldn't say crude, more like, they look at him, they're like, wow, you are the second coming of your captain rose and they're like poor thing and you know he's like oh i'll help train you and they're like no please just leave me alone uh really good though, check it out it is on Crunchyroll. um
0: yeah it is it's actually it is a good one we've been we've we're caught up and i'm actually really sad that i have to wait every week for it because it is it is a very good it's a very good isekai i like the captain she is hilariously tough but it's it's well-intentioned tough like, there's one point where she has this poor guy, you know, he's doing push-ups, and then she adds, like, a brick, like, a big old, like, boulder brick on him, and then she's sitting on top of it, and he's trying to, like, <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm surprised he's not dead at yeah. this point with the training regimen.
3: He's like, oh, it's getting easier. She goes, oh, is that so? And you just see her grab this another giant boulder, throw it up in the air, and it lands on him. She's like, how about now? And he's like,
0: uh, never mind. <laughs> They're all. It's not okay. That's not how anyone should be treated. But he's he's gaining a lot from it though, and the characters around him are very very good. So solid pick. Have you seen that? Have have you seen that one, Josh? At all?
1: No, I keep seeing it on Crunchyroll, but I haven't got a chance to watch it yet. But it sounds like something I'd enjoy.
3: And it's still going in the manga right now. It's a weekly update. Um, so of course they're adapting the anime as it's going along too. So it's really pretty fairly consistent too. So surprised
0: okay Okay. great recommend great anime recommendations guys i i appreciate it bill i really feel like you would like mashall because it is a lot like harry potter it's the the humor the humor and the poking fun at harry potter in like the best possible way you would really enjoy it and he's very deadpan with the delivery so i feel like you would you would i think think thinks sophie sophie bodkin might like it as well so (laughs) she very much
2: loves the avatar cartoon so animated series i should say she's really into it she's already doing the dance in the beginning so yeah she's there so yeah you said anime
3: right so it's an anime
0: i i mean yeah so we i'm not gonna argue i'm not gonna argue the anime antics and semantics of of Uh, Thank you. Yeah. So you look at this firebender over here. He's trying to start. He's trying to start (laughs) so before before we really let him unleash his chaos. And really, uh, really, you know, the chaos all the way around from the tired nation is about to to emerge. So Josh is going to, of course, you know, lead us all on the spirit journey as we cover the live action version here. But before we dive in, we're going to take a quick break to go ahead and check out some of the other fantastic podcasts that you can catch.
4: My name is Anthony Desiato. When I was five years old, I stood in front of a comic shop advertising the death of Superman in its window display. That moment outside Heroes World set me on a path, a lifelong fan journey leading directly from that tattered red cape to my podcast series, Digging for Kryptonite. Each week, we mine Superman's vast 85-year mythology across media with thoughtful discussions about the stories that have shaped the Man of Steel in film, TV, animation, and of course, the comics that started it all. Join us on Digging for Kryptonite every Tuesday, wherever you get podcasts. And for those of you interested in exploring the classic George Reeves television show, please check out our sister series, Another Exciting Episode in the Adventures of Superman, an episode-by-episode rewatch podcast. And remember, it's about what you do. It's about action.
0: Are you a diehard
2: Marvel zombie who compulsively rewatches every movie and TV show you can get your hands on from the house of ideas? Or are you a new or lapsed Marvel fan looking for an excuse to finally catch up on what your buddies have been going on and on and on about for as long as you've known them? Then folks, do we have the show for you. Head over to the Pop Break Today podcast feed on all your favorite platforms to check out myself, Bill Pumpkin, and my co-host, Alex Marcus, on Bill vs. the MCU, where we review every single installment of the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
0: Along with a journey around the Marvel multiverses, where we check in on MCU-adjacent content like Netflix's The Defender Saga, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Fox's X-Men franchise,
2: and so much more. New episodes premiere the second Tuesday of every month on ThePopBreak.com, and The Pop Break today podcast
1: Welcome back. And we are finally going to be getting into the live action Netflix series Avatar The Last Airbender. And just before we dive in, just want to give a little brief run through of our relationships with the franchise. We talked about this on socially distance. But for those of you who haven't um, listened to that episode yet, just want to give you a a little preview of kind of the, the background each of us has. So uh, a man i'm gonna start with you what is your relationship with this franchise and again we've already discussed this previously don't feel like you need to go into you know every single episode you've watched how many times but you know just a, a feel for your fandom
0: oh no i i love the series i i really do i i watched it way back when with my when it first came out with my niece like here and there like i would catch episodes here and there with her whenever we would be hanging out i'd be watching her uh babysitting and all that now she's old enough to drive and it's terrifying but um (laughs) yeah I'm like "Uh." but um so I would catch episodes here and there and just and I really liked it um like what I saw you know I was like this is actually a really good show compared to other things that we were watching I was like I'm I'm here for this (laughs) I like this better um and then I really watched the whole thing in its entirety with with my son and just watching it through his lens and as an adult like I really feel like I came out of watching like with a greater appreciation of the show because it was so the animated show was so well done. And just from a storytelling perspective, honestly, one of the best conclusions, best story building, best story arcs for me, both live action and animated solid all the way around. One of the best ones that I've I've seen. Um, the characters were all wonderful and just you know, Team Zuko over here. Uh, you know, I, I Zuko was my favorite coming out of it, even though as much as I love Katara, there were moments I wanted to punch her here and there. <laughs> and with Zuko though, Zuko's Zuko story development was so well done. And then of course everyone, you got everyone's favorite uncle. I mean, it was so so just. You know, I love this series. I think it's just it's absolutely fantastic. It's one that can relate for for kids and adults. And you see it from watching it again with my son, seeing it from a dual lens was just even just made that experience even better so i i'm a i'm a big fan of the series clearly i've got my cabbages shirt on because cabbage man you know <laughs> my cabbages
1: oh wonderful <laughs> yeah no when you told me uh recently that you had re it with seth i was so happy to hear that you enjoyed it that was just made my heart happy so he's, excellent He
0: still airbends all the time this kid oh. this kid just he is ang Yeah, the degree <laughs>
1: Yes. You know, just put him on an air scooter. He's just bouncing off the walls. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, to someone else who sometimes bounces off walls, I'm going to go to Bill next. So, Bill yes. I don't yes. know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> for well, for I mean, medical reasons. I mean, uh, <laughs> you got some some boomy energy
2: sometimes, Bill. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. It comes in very small spurts. Um. <laughs> uh. But I uh, am more Uncle Iro these days. You know. Uh Yeah. Yeah. but uh for me i i had heard about this and i uh the only exposure i had to it was the uh ill-fated m night Shyamalan movie from many a year ago where did i get that movie by the way you might ask i got it off of netflix that's right they sent a disc to my house and i watched it on my birthday now um our our executive producer alex marcus would be like you knew what you were getting into you grown ass man by getting a movie that bombed at the box office to to watch on your birthday but i'm like you know what sometimes you know stuff's wrong and i like a good bit of high fantasy so i was like i'm gonna watch this everyone was right it's really bad (laughs) and so i never really gave much thought to it until uh josh sarnecki came into my life and all i heard about was avatar and cora I'm like I'm eventually gonna get into this, right? Someone's gonna trick me into doing this, and uh, lo and behold, here I am. And uh, I for, last week for socially distanced, we did our a little bit of homework. We watched a whole uh, Amanda curated uh, season one for us, uh, and I really really enjoyed it. Uh, and then I actually started watching it with my daughter, who really loves it as well. Uh, it's it's she by episode four was trying to do all the movements in the intro and. Uh, really wants to watch the live action one including wanting me to restart the series last night so i could watch it with her i was like no <laughs> i don't often do that but i'm like get out of here i am not restarting this series i have to finish it i'll restart it tonight but i think the fact that she was able to really get into it immediately like had immediate reactions to appa which is like come on she's a child who loves adorable things who doesn't love appa she immediately hated Sokka, uh, where she's like, she's like, he's the worst. And I'm like, yes, but he gets better. Um, I think because she reminds him, he reminds her of a boy in her class, um, who may or may not be related to her. Um, uh, spoilers, he is. Um, and it's, uh, and, and so I was really excited to see this, but uh, the live action adaptation, but like I said previously, um, well, you know, I was excited but not excited did not uh, especially when they're like hey you know we really wanted the game of thrones fan base to watch this so i'm like oh all right we're gonna have some aunt and nephew action happening and a lot of confusion and dragons and i mean i'm okay with dragons but it's a lot of a lot of really that's a loaded statement so i was very concerned heading into it as i usually am concerned heading into most things in life uh so yeah but i uh my experience with it was a uh, long-ranging hate uh, short-ranging love uh, which is the title of my new uh, jazz fusion album Not your memoir?
1: <laughs> well, come on now. <laughs> Why can't they be one and the same? Ah, there you go. There you go. Well, Bill, as always, thank you for doing the most homework whenever you join us for things. Let's not talk about TV break and my lack of
2: I make up for my lack of TV break homework on shows like this. <laughs>
1: no mvp mvp yeah. so let's go to uh brandon next the prince zuko of today's podcast um who i, I believe just got back from earth rumble 6 just took down the boulder uh defending champion here um so brandon what is your relationship with this uh franchise overall quote the great Hulk of kogan
3: let me tell you something brother i was there in the old days when the magic was first introduced I watched Avatar. I was the Fire Nation. I used to have this shirt, my favorite gym shirt. It was just a Fire Nation symbol right in the front. And I'm like, that's right. I was like, crush all the week. Uh, and then Uncle Ira, I had my two set. It was amazing. And a little white Jasmine. Total change of character right there. And then you go back, and domination. Ang annoyed me. Oh, let's not even start with her favorite character. Oh, two little kids. I was like, little kids thinking they can change the world. I was like, show them what's up. Like, crush him, and I, overall, I it was it. one of my favorite series. But, um, no one takes the cake to uh, Samurai Momo. All right, I'm Absolutely. just throwing it out there <laughs> best character in the whole series. Mm. I don't know, man. Samurai Alpha, you can run right for the Not even, oh. Alpha doesn't have the speed or skills to contend with Momo. He's got several arms. Yes, didn't matter. We watched the fight scene, all in use, Momo was still there
2: wait so are you telling me
1: oh you spoiled
2: it i don't know there's no spoilers because one i have the memory of a of an infant is is these two don samurai gear and fight wait for book, three.
0: You'll, yes, you'll book three
2: yeah i'm gonna go on youtube later and just find that <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna go for 45 episodes to figure that out for you know subtext you know i'm just like let's have these let's have these creatures fight
3: once you find out, then you got to look at the pop, because they actually no, have an please, there, like man. the most amazing thing ever. Those well, will go in the grill
2: of the wall. Yes, uh, they uh, I, when we found out that Appa came in a small, huggable size from Josh on Thursday, uh, <laughs> my daughter's like, why is that not in my life? And I'm like, yeah, I just found out about it, dude. You just relax.
1: <laughs> so, Bill, you got to go to the American Dream Mall, the, the Nickelodeon universe. That's where I got it.
3: Oh.
2: The Amer- yes the dusty roads mall I will definitely I will definitely check that out I have been there it's it's a fantastical nightmare it really is <laughs> it was it's a sensory overload oh my God that's right you went there you took a road trip to there like yeah. literally for anyone who doesn't know there's this massive mall in New Jersey tangent wow hi you've met me before uh <laughs> that took 20 years to open legit and There is an indoor ski slope. There is an entire Nickelodeon universe and water park in there. There's like Mr. Beast, who's like apparently a very famous YouTuber, had a restaurant there. There's like escape rooms and like a million things happening all at once with the most North Jersey Sopranos vibe going. It's and there's a Ferris wheel that never worked. I've never seen in use. Uh, it's insane. It's insane. And for all the wrestling fans out there, it's right across the parking lot from MetLife
1: Stadium. So, there you yeah. Go. yeah, and it also looks like as you're walking through it that someone's Instagram just threw up all over the hallways, everywhere. Oh, everywhere. <laughs>
3: yeah, just like Instagrams like.
0: Oh and gosh, I just like this oh one no, is already probably mapping out our route to go there.
3: You know, we did the 27 hour drive to go to uh, New Jersey one I think we can make another road trip. Yeah,
1: if you do, there's a wonderful uh, Japanese store there that has some great merch.
0: Yes, yes, there is. We're going. We're going. (laughs) And
2: if you, if. You're a parent. You know squishmallows are
1: a thing, so you gotta buy one of those. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, we're going. (laughs) You convinced us.
1: (laughs) There we go. So yeah, I'm clearly doing a good job as our guy because I've just (laughs) let (laughs) us go on the tangent. (laughs) Alex is like, there's an
0: edit. We're doing the
3: roundabout method. We're coming back.
1: Yeah. (laughs) No, it's it all comes full circle. Um, I do have to say, Brandon, as you were giving us your your history of avatar it was a journey to just watch amanda's face just kind of processing everything you were saying i feel like i watched a short film right there like it was it was a lot
0: 90 percent of our relationship is watching me go what did i get myself into in various (laughs) stages
3: it's the intrigue the horror the oh my gosh what did i do back to oh i'm intrigued again it's it's a continuous cycle yeah it was it was fascinating
1: Oh, I will take it home in terms of my relation with the series. So um, I'm a huge fan of the series, as Bill had already mentioned. Um, I love this. Uh, I've loved it from the beginning. Um, got so much merch. Um, I've read the books. It is my comfort show. Like When I need something to watch, when I'm having a rough day, I will go to this. I um, also love the uh, podcast that they've been doing recently, uh, Braving the Elements, hosted by uh, our very own Zuko, Dante Bosco and um janet varney the voice of cora um it's a fantastic podcast definitely recommend it to anyone who uh is interested in the franchise or who who does love the franchise as as much as we do um but yeah i'm so glad that you know the the three of you came to go on this journey with me. So without further ado, let's get into this adaptation, this this Netflix live action version. So since Amanda, Bill, and I have already given our thoughts on the very first episode, the pilot, I'm going to actually go to you Brandon first, and ask you the loaded question of if we're taking a you know 50,000 view from the top, you know, as you're riding on opera, did you like this show? How do I put this politely?
3: You seen that uh, skit with and Hill, where he's complimenting the chef. And at the same time, you don't know if it's good or bad. It's kind of like that. I I like the intro. I was like, this is really good. I was like, why is this not everywhere else? And then I get a little bit more, and I'm like, it's not everywhere else because this is this bad. And I'm watching some more, and I was like, and by bad I mean good. And it's a roller coaster of emotion. And that chef, his face is just like, I I don't know what you mean. He goes, you don't know what I mean. He goes, this should be everywhere. And he's happy again. And then I watch something else, and I'm like, but not everywhere I want to be. It, it, that was that roller coaster of emotion. I liked the the new intro. They gave backstory on the Fire Nation. It was really good. It showed why the war started and what happened. It shows Aang being Aang and running away. I was like, okay, they're keeping it pretty close. And then you start to meet some of the characters and a little bit more. And we got to meet um, oh good old useless um, oh, what's her name? I'm sorry, Mom. Katara. Oh, Katara. Yeah, it's just who can't even water bend. And right off the bat, that that I was like, excuse me. I was like, in the show, she's not a competent waterbender, but she's able to do more than just go, nope, still not working. There were some changes. Um, I get it. You make the story progress. Some of them I didn't care for. Some of them I'm like, well, I guess we'll see how that plays out. But uh, first episode I pushed through. I was like, it's not as bad as I was expecting because I went in with the low, low expectation. And I was like, it can only go up hopefully. And, you know, it got mid. Overall, the story was pretty good. They had a lot to work with, with not a lot to work with, because there's only so many episodes that they could have condensed it a little more without cutting a lot. But I pushed through, we watched all eight and um, it it wasn't bad as Bleach or Yu Yu Hakusho. So, I mean, I give them a a nod to that at least.
1: (laughs) So I feel like you came in there a little scorched earth at first, but then you kind of like rain that fire in a little bit. So, okay, we'll we'll dive more (laughs) into that. Going to someone who I believe gave the first episode five and a half charred Zuko eyeballs out of ten. Uh, I'm gonna go to Mr. Bill Botkin over here. Um yeah. Bill extra crispy, baby. Yes, let's go. Yes, <laughs> chard. Um, Bill, did it did the show change or did your opinion of the show change from the pilot?
2: Yeah. So I uh Like I said, on socially distanced, there's like two ways to watch the show. Uh, And it's usually like, for example, when I watched one piece, I literally had no idea what was happening when I went into it. So I went in very blind and I'm like, okay, this is me. No idea what's going on. Not an anime guy. Don't hate anime obviously I'm on an anime podcast um but it's like I'm not like in enthr- like you guys are like this is your this is your wheelhouse this is your bread and butter you guys love this and that's not for me and that's not mine and so when I went into it I'm like okay let me see what this is and I thought they did a brilliant job with it so then we we do what we do the homework last week and I'm like wow oh, I love this series it's so good it pays off so well And in the first episode, like I said, like they changed so much. And then it's like, Katara goes from, I can't do anything with water to like, here's a tsunami. And like an episode, I'm like, I think I said, like, they let everything simmer to last 20 minutes. Then like, someone just did like a line of Coke and was like, let's do three episodes in 20 minutes. Um, and I was having a hard time, like with episode two as well. I'm like, they keep changing things. So I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put the series in the rear view. I'm just going to like, just unplug that part of my brain and I'm going to watch it as a show. And then I'm going to reapply my knowledge of the series. Once I'm done, I reapplied it very tiredly this morning in my car. And uh, as I was getting breakfast and I I, I sat there and I said, there were changes that had to be made in order to speed things up. But there were changes that were also made to, I think they changed stuff, but eventually did a very circular end run to getting back to what the characters were. So maybe like Sokka, like he was very different, but at the end, we still had the emotional payoff with him and Uwe. Like you still bought that and there was still so much there. They kind of got him where he needed to be everyone got where they needed to be by the end even if it wasn't the same pathway there were some changes i didn't like but overall i think by episode five i feel like they really were like we found our footing we have our changes but now let's lean more into the show the original show the source material i think that's what game of thrones did well so if you're talking about game of thrones what they did was when they leaned into the source material it was really good when they didn't have source materials where well, they floundered where I feel like this writing team found a way to bring in their own ideas and meld it really nicely with the source material to give it a show that I think hits marks for people who liked the series, but also have never seen the series before. So I think it walked. It was a very, very hard line to walk, but we got to like the same conclusion. It was just a more. I don't want to say circuitous, but it was a it was a different pathway that we we
1: got on. So I liked it a lot more than I did. Good. No, and I, I think very well said. Definitely. Brought the wisdom of Iroh there to us. So thank you for that, Bill. Oh, don't worry. I got some more Iroh. I got some Iroh. Takes <laughs> going out, oh, oh, got, your, got your tea ready and everything. I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to go next to uh, Amanda, our resident waterbender. Uh, Amanda, as water is the element of change, has your opinion of the show changed since the pilot?
0: It has. Like, Bill, I feel like it, it got... The show got better. Um, there's still some things i mixed on. So I, you know, while my opinion of the show has increased, I don't think it's increased like dramatically to where I'm like, oh, it's a ten. You know, crispy Zuko eyebrow or eyebrows. Eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. Well, yeah, I mean, they these didn't exist. Be crispy. They would, they appetizer, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, his eyebrows aren't going to be on fleek anymore with, with that. You know, but um, but you know, but uh, you know, there were things I felt like worked really well. Um, you know, like a lot of the new additions, like Bill mentioned, I think they, the team did a good job of, of adding in, I think new elements to the storytelling. Cause I was concerned about that. I'm like, okay, you know, how's the story going to go? Because with this first episode, it was so choppy. Um, and the pacing was off and I feel like, you know, I'm with Bill, like I think episode five and on, I felt like they hit their stride. I was like, oh, y'all are pulling, y'all are pulling some Disney work here. You know, where you hit the, (laughs) you hit the, the stride always at the mid, the midpoint, um, So the storytelling got better. And I think some of the the nuances they added, and I know I'm sure we'll talk about, you know, probably things that that we really, really liked. And so I won't, I won't dive too much into it. But Mm. I I feel like some of the newer, subtle storytelling details that the team added worked really well. Um, There were some big changes that I'm still like, like with the uh, the cave, Mm. I was like, oh, it was like, that's such a key point in the animated show. And, you know, I tried, like Bill, to not necessarily directly compare the series the entire time, both series together the entire time. Like, okay, I need to look at this as a standalone show. And I think as a standalone show, it it works well and it pulls, I think it's, it does a great job of world, like we've talked about table setting, like world setting, world creating. Um, I think anybody who doesn't have any experience watching the the animated series could, could follow this. They, they do, I think they they did a better job of balancing the exposition jones mm-hmm. piece of it whereas the first episode we got way too much yeah. um but at the same time it did pull some things and i think flush out um some of the existing you know character development things that we knew about and did took those in a different direction in, in a way that worked especially with zuko um mm-hmm. that i think were really effective but yeah some of the big changes still i was like mm, okay i'm not as crazy about this or that but overall, my opinion, it did get better, especially towards the second half of the the second the last four episodes, second half of the season. Yeah.
1: Okay, yeah, I feel like you healed some of the burn wounds that your your partner brought over to this podcast. So thank you for for that little, <laughs> uh, little healing. Um, yeah, I will echo what uh, Amanda what you and Bill said, I, I do think it improved from the beginning, not necessarily leaps and bounds. But I do think there were times it felt like it was starting to like find its gear, and that, and I was satisfied with it. Um, I think some of the issues I had still from the the pilot never went away fully. Um, the The exposition did get better; it was still there to a degree. I think the tone remained a problem as they tried to like pull so many different storylines together. And sometimes I think they worked. I, I think you know combining episodes um, did help get the story done more efficiently, which was something I was worried about. Um, but then sometimes it created this weird tonal shift, um, which we'll get more into. So overall, I I'm happy that it got better. Um, still question, you know, did we really need this? Um, but let's 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 try to stay positive for now. Let's let's try to keep going on a on a good note. Um, Amanda, what did you like or what did you think translated well from the from the animated series?
0: Zuko's growth. Mm-hmm. I I really liked the care that was put into the zuko character like especially with his um with the the deep the story detail that that they added the 41st division element mm-hmm. to his origin kind of origin story was beautifully done because it layered in it just made zuko that much more likable early on and i i really like that they tried to to introduce the zuko and potential you know partnership down the line you know friendship down the line they they did a good job of i think even though they introduced it early, you know, in a way and in a different way than than the storm, um, you know, it it still worked. And so I think I think they did a good job of, of laying that foundation. I did enjoy the blue spirit, although the mask looked a little clunky for me. It was a little big. I was like, we, we well, I guess the budget went to the CGI. You know, we couldn't quite get the mask right. But I, I liked that. And I kind of wish, honestly, that, that had more of its own moment or its own episode like it did. in the the animated series because it it was so well done and so i I feel like you know when when the series hit those moments and they worked really well again that was that the spirit was my my i I really enjoyed that episode um you know i i feel like they did that well and again the set pieces continue to be beautiful the animals the creatures of this universe were were just you know were just so well done there's a lot of care care into that um you know again, I enjoyed I enjoyed the north the way that was that was designed and that was done again they they did their homework in terms of the with the fight scenes and the the special effects and whatnot. um but for me, I think i I really I think the the fire Nation just owned it mm. <laughs> this season you know the care that went to Zuko and then Iroh um was was very well done so mm. those were those are some of the things that I very much enjoyed about the series,
1: okay yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't argue with any of that. But uh, let's go to Mr. Fire Nation himself. Um, I know you were, again, a bit mixed on this. You said it was a little good, a little bad. Uh, what did you like? Like, what things did work for you?
3: Uh, again, she hit it on the head. Fire Nation all the way. Um, you had very good backstories. You got to see more of the uncle. Like, they introduced him in the show. He's lovable. But now you got his view of why I treat Zuko the way I do. You got a little bit of that in the show towards the end when he mentions, you know, certain parts. But in this one, you get it early on. You can see they formed that bond. They got that relationship before it's exile, not in exile. And uh, Zuko, I mean, he's all about character development. You see it in the show, but now you're getting more of that uh, human side. Kind of like in the show, he didn't fight back and the dad got pissed off in this one. He does fight back, and it's because of his compassion that he's exiled, because he's weak, right? Well, I mean, it is. He should have finished him off. Then we wouldn't have to worry about that, because now you got Zuko, but that's a whole different thing. Compassion is bad. Just remember that. But um, they did really good backstories. They did really good work with the Fire Nation, and after that, you know, you had... Katara and no, no, no. no. You, you know it's true because good old useless didn't really have much. They changed the origin of the mom, and I was like, no, positive, positive things. I know, I know. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. She started out bad. You see her start to progress. She starts to get back to her story in the in the anime where she or the cartoon where she's becoming that voice of reason that. We need to do this. Start taking it in direction. Start using that bending. It gets better. She starts to get back on point, and they're doing good with it in the later half. Zuk- uh, not Zuko, um, Sokka. Sokka, he was pretty spot on from the get-go. I liked it. They took away some character traits. Towards the end, you start to get him his original. He starts making the one-liners. He's doing the jokes. He's taking the lead as the warrior, even though, you know, you had Aang. But He has more development and it shows with each relationship that he uh, gets with that that growth continues. And I like that as like they finally like they said they weren't going to put as much in, but you see the growth come in with him. And yeah, they took away some of the jokes, some of his views, but you still see a little bit of the views and then it changes up like he's learning how to do the fighting style of the warriors right it's not that he asks; he's watching he's trying it and then he gets adjusted with it it's really good The that is good development i okay. won't go on earth bending i mean like, i can't stay positive on that one just the effects though the effects were good the well. effects were amazing i love the town when they put a lot of shows i was like this is i was like these effects and all the different stuff they're doing one piece didn't even have that like they had good animation they had good effects but this i'm like wow you're getting details when you're looking at these islands these cities that you don't think they would have put into it it is a very good looking eye cabbage man
0: right no my favorite
3: favorite guest spot favorite guest spot (laughs) cabbage man but they have this busy city but somehow you're still able there he is right there but yeah Yeah. um, there's a lot to like i mean you know i'm very bitter it's the fire but there was a lot that I did like.
1: Well, thank you for trying your best to keep it positive for now, other than the Katara slander that you had to throw in there just because the wow.
3: Slander. Wow. Course, the the, there's heat. There's
1: heat. <laughs> uh well, Bill, it's your turn to bring some positive heat, hopefully. Yeah. What what did you like? What worked for you? I think once they got to
2: I butcher the name omashu like once yeah. they got there what they uh, the problem I, I i brought this up in socially distance where i was like oh they're doing the whole point break thing they are just you know it's uh, you know they're not seeing the spiritual side of things just living to get radical they're like we're just here to do the the big action set pieces and character development could you know whatever i really think starting in that episode is where they really were like they started taking character really seriously. They actually were like, hey, no, 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 we're going to get into the emotion of it and we're going to earn your trust in this and we're going to earn your emotional investment in the show. And I think that was what I was really, really worried about. It was like, are we really emotionally invested in any of these characters? And in, and from that first episode, the answer was a resounding no. I even think they made Zuko kind of like at times, I was like, wow, they're making him like kind of weak, kind of like overly emotional. But then like, They temper that, no pun intended, but, like, they temper that, and I think the scene that actually turns the whole show for me is Iroh and that um, Earth soldier, like, going at it. It's, like, a super intense, like, argument here, and they, like, where they're both daring each other to kill them. You're like go ahead kill me no you kill me like they're both like hey you know we're both warriors with blood on our re- our ledger you know type deal and i'm like that's if they didn't care about the story or the characters that scene wouldn't have existed or it would have been really short and i like the fact that they did that and i think that was like a huge game-changing moment for the whole series because they then went into just the emotion of it like ang felt like the weight of the world was on him because he's bringing up, hey, the Avatar is saying, this is just, I have to do this. And, like, that finally pays off. It wasn't like, the, well, I'm a kid. I can, Hopefully I do okay. Like, that, like, such a clunky delivery on that. And then just such a bad piece of writing but they finally get to it and i'm like this is really good like they really finally have committed to the bit and when you get to that final you know it was like you're wondering how that siege of the 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 water temple is going to go and Man, they really, really nailed it. And I thought they nailed the 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 water kaiju. I'll just for lack for shorthand. <laughs> I think they nailed that really well because that could have been so silly. And they were able to juxtapose that with the Uwe stuff. And I felt like I'm like, oh, they're not gonna have enough time for that. They totally did. They gave it its flowers, they gave it its time. Like they really did a good job. And even like Jao, I was just like, wow, they really changed this character up a lot, but by the end. I know the flamingo king turns all sorts of shades of red. <laughs> I think by the end, and I did have problems with how they got there, but when they got to the end where he was like, I am the, you know, he has killed the moon, he will be in the history books. Like that felt like I was back in the show. Like that felt like, yes, this is that guy like I said he didn't take the path we expected to but he's here now and he's really nailing it and I think that's what it is what's what's the the old saying is like no one's gonna everyone's gonna remember how you end the show right Mm -hmm. Game of Thrones if they wanted to compare and make the comparison like they did was like what a great show till the end and we still have that 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 acidic taste in our mouth from Game of Thrones we don't have that here I don't think I think we're like season two okay let's see what else you got under there and I think again speaks to a larger narrative for netflix of being like okay you got us with a few of these let's let's see what you could do next and i think that's big for netflix like they again earned that trust with their audience to be like okay you took a beloved property and while it didn't it wasn't exactly how everyone wanted it you know it got to where we needed to be and it did pretty well and i think that's that's just gonna spin forward for more projects like those. and yeah. season two
1: yeah yeah oh we'll get more into the uh the possibility of season two later on but um no i i agree with with everything you said bill um good so <laughs> everything was so smart and just intelligent just so well said bill. like it's amazing like you away with words i know i know <laughs> It's like I blacked out what happened <laughs> I'm back <now. laughs> um I, I I definitely think if, if people watch the pilot and then gave up on it they should go back and yeah. and keep watching I think it would be a mistake to write it off then because it does find its footing over time um and a few of the things that we we haven't mentioned yet that I I want to really highlight are when we first talked about the pilot I was critical of it not understanding the characters I said specifically for Zuko that it did not understand him that it took out the the driving force for him his his honor and how important that was. Over time, the show proved me wrong, it showed that it does understand these characters, it does know who they are, and it can get to the heart of them, especially when I highlight the episode when they're in the spirit world, and we get to see the flashbacks for uh, Sokka and Katara, those were super effective in that even though they made some chair changes to the, the traits of the characters showed me that at the end of the day they understand you know what this responsibility means to Sokka and what this loss you know how that's affected katara and i thought they nailed that even though i was a little put off by them like bringing them to the spirit world with ang just because again that's Mm. not how it happened in the show and also the effect of the spirits looked a little weird at first like kind of force ghosty not very good kind of vibes I don't know so I I think again the, they they understood the characters and they showed that over time and then there were some really loving references to the original um the cabbage Merchant does you know they, they even got the same actor like that was that was pretty sweet um for me though it was the music like I loved that they brought um Jeremy Zuckerman's score from the animated series um like anytime we went to like a uh a fire nation um hideout or, or uh base and you could hear that uh like the the horns like ah oh, yes this is great i needed this uh i will say it was a little manipulative but it totally got me in the flashback to um the uh, funeral for iroh's son when they oh, had wow. uh leaves on the vine playing it's like one it was beautifully like a beautiful rendition of it but she was like, this isn't fair. Like, it doesn't matter what's happening in the scene. I'm going to cry no matter what you show me right now. I, my wife can attest to that. I was just weeping on the couch. It was, my voice is breaking. It was, it was a lot. It was emotional, I guess. Um, but again, I, I appreciated that they had enough respect to say, okay, we want to bring in some elements that we know fans are going to appreciate, but we're also not going to make it a carbon copy. Like, I think some of the changes, some of the uh, conglomerations that they did worked well. Like, I really liked that they combine the stories of Jet and the Mechanist. I wasn't expecting that to work. I thought it was going to be too crowded. I think it fits. Combining that in Omashu, maybe that was a far too much and then have the secret tunnel and there's like that. they, They started to like overstuff it, but I think there were times when those combinations worked. Um and then some of the, like the the casting and characters I think were phenomenal. I I was especially really impressed with um the actor they got for Jet. I think he nailed it. I thought yeah. he was fantastic. Yes, he did. Yeah. Um he was, you know, superb. And the other one, uh, the other kind of minor character that I was blown away by, um was uh june the bouncy hunter
0: yes she, she was great she yeah.
1: was like perfect like like not doing like a jennifer hale impression and like who can jennifer hale is an amazing voice actress and can't expect anyone to copy that but she brought like the the vibe she as 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 bill would say she brought the riz factor <laughs> did i use that correctly bill i know i'm not you know as, yeah. as in with the use that you are
2: no, that was correct. It's good. Okay. Job. Okay. Well
1: done. Well done. Okay. <laughs> okay. I've been studying up, um, but yeah, it's like some of those casting were great. And then we would be remiss to talk about if we didn't talk about, I should say the fire daddy himself, Thank Amanda, you. I need to, I need to give it to you, Amanda, please tell us how, how did the fire Lord, Mr. Ozai work for you?
0: I mean, on my eyes, he worked just fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what that type of podcast What's <laughs> going on. Was-
0: so we're, we're talking about, you know, well, what was our favorite episodes? And I'm like, well, I'm like, you know, I'm here for for masks because, you know, I was here for Zuko Story. He's like, Well, I know why you're watching. As he's watching, as like he's like, I know why it's your favorite. I'm like, you know.
3: <laughs> I love Daddy a lesson. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, so so physically, like he he looks the part. And there were moments where I feel like, you know, I liked, you know, Daniel Day Kim's like cold calculating delivery and i think just just the the sneakier kind of you know mind playing aspects it's hard i'm still trying to kind of embrace the performance because it is very hard to follow mark hamill i mean yes. mark hamill is just voice god and especially with your villains and very charismatic and you get a lot of range and that's again that's that's part of you know the freedom of animation is that you can you you have the freedom to be creative you use your, you have your voice that's your tool like you're not showing your facials you're not showing all of the emotion all of the range comes from your voice and how you project and how you you know you you nuance your performance that way and so mark hamill just slayed in the show especially the moments where there's a lot of high energy and of course obviously towards the end with Susan's comment and all of that so i am curious to see because daniel day kim plays it close to the close to the chest no pun intended um mm-hmm. <laughs> and, <laughs> somebody's salty that's true. That's, that's your fire lord so hush um so but he just he plays that's a very most
2: southern you've ever sounded in your life.
0: well i am from texas y'all there it is but um but i I feel like i'm curious to see if he's going to get into that high energy high volume you know kind of you know louder energy that comes from ozai in the show or is he going to continue to play kind of you know sneaky we're not we are not sure what you're thinking but cold and calculating the whole way so i'm still trying to get a feel of the, the the performance i did like what i saw uh, mm-hmm. Not just physically. We got that.
2: We got exactly that. that. <laughs> we got it. Like, very understanding. Okay,
0: fire Zaddy. Firelord. Firelord Zaddy. Just someone threw
2: Just watching, like dabbing her chin. You're like,
0: it's
3: okay.
0: <laughs> it's all right. But, but I'm still curious to see how Daniel or Daniel Day Kim is going to take this. Take this. You almost game. said,
2: I thought you were saying, I'm wondering where daddy's going with this. Yeah. Jesus,
0: Christ, Jesus,
2: Christ, Jesus Christ.
0: Somebody has to be the thirsty one on this podcast. Well, we don't and have, have Ally, all so we need. That's my yeah. reputation. So, wow. but what? Well, what? I'm thirsty for you too. I say stuff, plenty of stuff about you on the podcast. Yeah, we, okay.
2: yeah, we say plenty of I'm stuff about daddy. you on the podcast.
0: Oh, daddy. Gosh. So, but, but you know but i like i'm still waiting for a little bit more whereas you know i look at it like iroh's performance like paul 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 sun who young lee's performance he really took that took iroh and made it his own and you can mm-hmm. see that stamp that's there i'm still waiting for it a little bit more from daniel Dae Kim. so mm-hmm. i'm curious to see where this is going to go so so far he did a good job mm-hmm. but i want i it left me curious to see like where is it really where is he really going to go with it and and What's where, where is his mark going to be made? No,
1: yeah, no, yeah. his, his mark, Hamill. Where is that going to be made? Mm. Uh, yeah. uh-huh. Terrible joke. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's <laughs> very good. I liked it. <laughs> uh, Bill, I'm curious. We again, we talked about the characters introduced in the, the first episode. Um, of some of these characters that we didn't meet till later on, like Ozai, did any of them stand out to you or slash any of them just really not work for you? Okay, so the one that has me
2: intrigued is and I'll butcher the name, don't get me wrong, uh, Azula. Like, mm-hmm. I think yeah. like, because in season one, from what I saw, we don't really see much of her till the end. Correct. And they definitely are leaning into, we're going to have a sibling showdown. So my thought is like, are like, especially the way season one ends, I'm like, are they? And I don't know how the other seasons of the the, the series went. So I, I might be just saying dumb things, but you know, hey, listen, that's what 15 years of a show will get you. of a site will get you the latitude for is I think they're ultimately positioning her as the big bad to fight Zuko. And I think that's I, I think so. We're like, where are we gonna see the uh, the, the fire from daddy? When's that gonna come? Uh, I don't know if we are gonna get that because I feel like those moments will be for Azula. I feel like she's gonna get those moments, and maybe I'm just like, does she end up trying to take things over? Maybe he has a moment where he explodes a little bit, like like ver- like verbally, but like I feel like the the big emotional scenes will go to her because. i I believe that character and that and uh, the actress who uh, portrayed her did a really great job of maximizing their minimal screen time we're like wow this is a this is the villain here it's really not fire daddy it is azula because she's the one who's you know got jown going through the whole thing and she's despite him saying he's not being manipulated by his daughter totally is so yeah i mean like he you know so i feel like that's where that is going to go and that was the great character that we got introduced to and i think of the new characters that we were introduced to i think she was probably the the most standout and don't be shocked if that performer is going to get a lot more work in the very near future via netflix and other other places
1: yeah yeah and i think she had one of the harder jobs alongside um, the the actor who played um, Iroh, uh, Pun Sung Ho Lee, where I feel like Grey DeLisle did the performance of uh, Azula in the animated series. And it is like, incredible. Like, she's, again, another incredibly accomplished uh, voice actor. So uh, that's a tall act to follow. But I think she makes the character her own. Um, again, much like uh, her her colleague playing um, Iroh. So I I am... Curious about the changes they made. Some of them worked. Some of them didn't for me, to be honest. I I thought it was strange to have Azula have such a chip on her shoulder. That's not something we're used to. We're used to her being so, like, cool and confident and conniving. And it was odd to have her need to prove herself like that felt like such a Zuko trait and not a, a zolda trait
2: um I just but, want to give the the actress credit her name is Elizabeth
1: Yu. yes yes yeah so I I definitely agree though I think she's a, a strong performance um let's go to uh Brandon any characters maybe not side inside the Fire Nation because I'm gonna I'm gonna limit you if you have to choose someone outside of the Fire Nation who did you like who did I like or okay, you know, we can Ooh. get in the negative. if there's yeah. anyone you hated, you know, go for it.
3: Just say know. it. So I like Jet. I like the Machinists. They did really good. I liked the way that my favorite, you had the magicians and the tunnels, right? All you need is love. I was I we driving ahead of Donald's like yes. I was like, they're singing and everyone's looking at me. I was like, don't mind me. I was like, I was like, they're doing the tunes and they're dancing. I was like, I love that they brought them in. That was like my highlight right there. Yeah, they they changed the tunnel scenes and everything like that, you know. But um, they had them in there. That was one of my favorites. Um, Boomy, it was a hit or miss. I liked when he went Boomy mode and he ripped off his clothes. I was like, there is the cartoon Boomy, the ripped old man that's jacked, and it was crazy. I was like, that was great. I was like, I loved Boomy and that character portrayal right there. Uh, um, let's see, who else? Um, is in with the, the teacher? Wait, um, the main um, Fuck yes me. i like how he was you know oh yeah you mm, he kept that very character trait i was like oh good they didn't change him too much it's it's um he's cold distant but at the same time he got the character across that you needed to
1: then, you, know, you guys are making me like go deep here i
3: mean
1: i mean you only watched the entire show in what yeah, like, 24 oh, man, hours you
3: know, then a day i mean it was
1: <laughs> not that like there's much to process there
3: so...
1: oh he's
3: <laughs> like yeah it's fine it's uh, fine
1: well, i i i do want to go off of something that you said um with boomy because i i have really mixed feelings about boomy in this because i think that mm. visually and performance wise i think uh utkarsh uh Amutdekar does a really good job of bringing that performance from the animated series to life. Like I think he he nails it. Look, yeah. the 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 voice, the the snort with the laugh, great. Um I don't think that that character works in the tone of this show. I mean no. they they do have some humor in this but like that is such a, like a off the walls comic character that does not work in this more Game of Thrones, ified version of Avatar. It just felt so strange. And then also just like the the motivation of it all, like yes. in yeah. the original, like it made sense, like, oh, he's he's playing games with Aang because that's kind of who he is. He's a bit of a trickster. This is like there's no like identity question. It's like he's kind of being cruel to Aang in a way, <laughs> like trying to teach yeah. him this, this horrible lesson, Um, which, again, doesn't have to be the same as the original but it just it didn't land for me um he just seemed I'm... very
0: bitter yeah i feel like very yeah. bitter the bitterness came through more than the trickster you know and and i think boomy in the animated show was was well intended yeah you yeah. know, too. so it's it's trying to get teach ang you know he's trying to teach ang in his own hilarious way mm-hmm. and and i think in a very compassionate way and just that's just who he is he's just fun and he's just kooky and he's just you know, and and just that energy he brings—it's it's great. But I, it just the bitterness in this performance. And again, no no fault to the actor. It's the material that he was given. I thought again, like you nailed it, okay. but in terms of look, performance—you know, nuances, details, the whole—you know, like you said, the whole like ripping the shirt and it's like he channeled Boomy at that point. But I'm with it. I feel like the bitterness overtook the performance.
3: I think they made him too dark compared to how he normally is. Hmm. Like they didn't give him enough time to get that like kind of craziness in. Now, if they went dark and crazy, like actually let him go a little crazy with games and stuff like that, I think that could have worked more. But the mm. fact that he was just bitter and here's rocks, rocks, trap, trap. Not everything is sugar and spice, you know. It's evil and bad, and it went too dark for him.
1: Yeah, I I think it went too dark, and yet it was also for me too kooky because again, like it it was strange to have this like tonal shift again of like the um. Like, we're at war. Like, there's like this this genocide happening, and we need to like stop this. To like, I'm gonna make these little silly puns, and look at me. I'm so goofy. It's like, this doesn't seem like the right time, dude. But yeah, I, I this took me out.
2: I was just like, I don't care. Like, this was one of the few times in the show where I'm like, I just don't care. Like, mm-hmm. he wasn't a favorite character of mine in the show to begin with. And I was just like, this is like, detour city this is like classic like mid-season we're gonna detour right here to something and eventually gets us back on track because ultimately it's like teaching a lesson but like how many times do i have to hear the lesson of i'm gonna save the world with my friends because why I love my friends and I need my friends. I was like, no shit. We know it's stopped. It's (laughs) like, okay, I don't need like (laughs) here's rocks. It's just like, great. Thanks dude. Like I thought the performances get again. It's just like, it was unnecessary. I guess it pays off in the end when we find that the city has fallen but again you could have done it a different way I, d- I didn't need this i felt this was just adding like this was a box they had to check because if you didn't have this character in the show people would be like what the fuck? where is boomy hmm. we're all the we're boomers no not the ones who destroyed yeah. the world we're like <laughs> boomers and like, you know, um, I'm not taking that one back. Uh, so it's like,
1: that's
2: it, you know, and I feel like they, they're just like, all right, let's just do it. But we got a good actor for it. Let's just go with it. Yeah. We check the box and we appease the fan.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I want to go and give you the floor a little bit more, Bill, because you sure, brought yeah, up something. Let's, let's, you brought floor, the, let's uh, floor it. You mm-hmm. brought up the sky bias in the room, which is we haven't really talked about ang that much and i know we were not huge fans of the line delivery or dialogue from him in the pilot so now that you've seen the whole you know season what are your thoughts on ang bill i think the character's
2: better for sure but there were still times where he's just like hey i'm just a kid and here's my lines and you're like god why is this so painful and it's just, like... And I think it's direction. It's just, like, they were trying to go for, like, the sweet innocence of it, but it just... I, something just didn't click. Like, I think, like, some of the stuff, like, when he was, like, confronting, oh, the god in the final episodes of Kuru, Um, ah, he was the guy who was, like... He had the dagger, who was that um, avatar.
1: Oh, Kurik. Kurik.
2: Curig, yeah. you know, the god of coffee. And so he's just, like... <laughs> Yeah, it's not the best guys. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, It's like I liked his interaction with him. I liked his interaction with Roku. I liked his interactions, like. When he had time to be like, I'm going to be a kid, but as a like, like how a kid would act, like I'm going to ask you a million questions because this is what I believe in. And then the adults have to be like, what were the adults in the room? And they have their experience and he's got to make his own way. And like, I just made fun of the whole, like, I got to do it with my friends, but like he has now picked his own path. And I like that, but I just feel like there were times where we're like, no, 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 no. we got to really Disney channel this performance up a bit. And make him super sweet. And you're like, no, it's okay if he's a bit defiant and he's a bit pig-headed. Or pig-headed or or just like stubborn. Because if you're a parent, that's a kid for you. And that makes more sense. And I think when he got to the emotional stuff where he would be really... upset about things i think that really worked well he's a lot better than he was in in season one he's still for me of the characters one of the leading characters probably one of the weaker characters and one of the characters i care the least about um i even like i thought like uh katara like started out so bad like brandon said she it was like she is like such like a a good character and like in the beginning they just make her such a nothing burger of a character but by the end stands up for herself she's the voice of reason she's 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 fighting for what she believes and i'm like yes i care about you like good character i feel like ang is my least the character i'm interested in the least by
1: the end of the series no yeah i i I think the dialogue is just really where they lost it like i think and and the direction like i i would not put that on the actor as much as the direction was being given um but yeah like there was this it it seemed like it was such a one note uh delivery that they were asking for him it's like i'm a kid and i'm overwhelmed it's like okay we got that the first time you don't have to tell us that every episode it's like and i need to save the world like we know that buddy you already told us this i mean maybe that's Realistic for a kid to tell you the same thing every five minutes. Uh, as a parent, I wouldn't know, but uh, I, I see the parents in the, the call kind of <laughs> nodding with me. So maybe a little bit. I said earlier that they got to like the hearts of the characters. That was one where I think they only focused on like this burden. Of him being the savior of the world, and that was it. Like they, they didn't really give us more to him as a character, and I feel like there is a lot more to Aang. Like I, I really do like Aang as a character from the original series, and I yeah know that he's not necessarily everyone's favorite. You know that people have their gripes with him, and and that's understandable. But again, I don't think this was a a a satisfying translation for that character. So, no. um, I mean, I want to let you get in here and see if you're, like your thoughts on Aang or, or any other things that didn't necessarily work for you.
0: Oh, man. Oh, I'm going to, well, I'll start with Aang. Uh, and then I'm going to talk about how my girl Katara, you know, I love her and why I'm kind of upset with this portrayal. <laughs> um, but so with Aang, you know, I feel like you and Bill brought up good points, Josh. I, I think I think he does have a very, and it's not on the actor. I think, you know, the direction he was given you know didn't do him any favors. I think I agree with you. His his performance was one note and it was again focused on let's let's save the world. Let's you know, I gotta save the world, but I'm just a kid, I don't know how to do it, I don't want to hurt people. Like I, I feel like they just kept to that note, but I also feel like what I enjoyed about the original animated series was the people around, and we've talked about the the people around. Aang are very vocal about these are the consequences and you have Aang go through that emotional like really just feel the emotional weight of his impact of his choices. You don't have that here. You don't have or in very little spurts. I think just just in and in, um, uh, the one the one village they were out with the 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 Kyoshi warriors, you get a little bit of that, but that's it. Everybody else is like, thanks, Aang, you're great. And it's like at the end of it, and I'm like, you know, what what I loved about the animated series was they took losses. They took losses, they took hits, and you have Aang, ver- as, as, as a kid, as much as he can as a kid, verbalize those. And you go through that emotion with him where he's like, yeah, like, ah, shit, like, my, my stuff really does impact people. And you don't have that here. And I think that that, that also doesn't help this performance, because you don't have people to bounce off of that that give you a chance to go through that emotional journey so i feel like of, of the care of the core cast Aang didn't really grow very much if if he had the only moments of growth if he had any that i felt were not even necessarily with the the, the avatars but with um with Giazzo. Mm-hmm. that's our and and those moments i think you know you got more of an emotional you know connection there but i i feel like again that was on the actor who played Giazzo, which it was a lim, lim K Su who did a great job. Agreed. He did a great job fleshing out this character, making it his own. And I feel like really helped, you know, the Aang character grow in those moments and those they, they were able to breathe. So I do feel like Aang was a little one note of the core cast. He didn't get as much of a journey to to grow as he should have. Um, and and I feel like everybody else around him, even Katara, um <laughs> uh grew. And so I'm hoping that they'll kind of give him more in season two and just let him, let Aang as a character develop and grow more other than just kind of being very one note. Katara was my other issue. I brought that up (laughs) in the first episode. I'm going to be nice about it. Unlike this one over here, who's ready to just scorch the earth. Um, Katara, I feel like, and again, I think this might've been just the direction that they gave the actress because, you know, when the moments where she, especially towards the end, of the the season i feel like you know she became more of katara where she's more assertive she's more vocal she's more you know verbal she's more confident in her abilities but then there were times where i feel like moments should have been more emotional and you just didn't get that from her like i think i think she just went to very soft and very introverted and very "Eh." Mm -hmm. and i was here like come on like Give me some tears give me some especially with She and ang now they're i think trying to force that Mm. that romantic connection or that you know they're interested in each other and between these two there's just it's just not there Mm. it's just they didn't they didn't set that stage from the beginning the tunnel scene was huge for Mm. that in the for for their arc together in the animated series like she was like you're my family i'm here like wow you friend zone and like right off the bat i was like oh i was like come on girl like it just that that lack of chemistry just did it and I mean you you don't necessarily need like adult chemistry but like you know you have kids have crushes on each other and you you know you have like those cute moments where and I think they did a good job of that in the animated series and I just you know where there's this crush and you see it in Aang and then you see Katara like gradually like letting it show but it just it her performance for me towards the end got better but was very flat the whole show and I love Katara I do yes she is preachy she is mouthy to a lot of people, this one, especially he's like, you are Katara. I was like, yeah, because you don't have enough female characters that I think speak up for themselves in an animated context and that verbalize. And they're like, no, I'm going to follow my path. I'm going to keep pushing. I will be there for be, be support. I will be, she wears a lot of hats in mm-hmm. the animated series. And I feel like this performance doesn't, or this, this portrayal of her in the live action does not do it justice. So no. they did my, 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 my girl, she took a hit for everybody else in this series
1: yeah i agree with that i i am also team katara from the animated series though so you're you're not alone you're not alone thank you all right so brandon i feel if if i don't give you a chance to like I'll unleash the rage that you're gonna go like combustion managed and just explode right now so please share your, your thoughts and feelings with the room
3: uh we'll start with Ink. um you guys touched on it really well i think they made his character very one-sided it was very "woe was me they didn't give him a lot of that um character like abilities like you got it a little bit when he's doing the airball Right? you see him going around and smacks into the statue that showed the fun side of ang the let's go uh penguin sledding let's go ride the whale i know they're cramming a lot but it was those things that showed yeah he's still just a kid it's not oh this is so hard for me i gotta save the world it was i'm very conflicted because i want to be with my friends i want to have fun but i know we got stuff to do but in the show it's very well this is hard i gotta save the world woe is me there's no he, very little little like inserts of an actual personality come out you get a little bit at the beginning where you're showing the air temple and he's with the monk i was really hoping they did the whole pie scene where they're launching them and stuff but Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that scene. Yeah. Yeah, That would have been good. That would that was wholesome. That would have thrown some more. At least they throw it in the memory. Or when he meets him again, oh, you remember that time that we were throwing stuff we had good times, you know, blah blah blah. This is more you got this and just keep going. They didn't give him enough development another way. It's all one sided. Hmm. We we set our piece on guitar. (laughs) <laughs> and it's not even the actress. I won't even fault the actress. I think it's the writing mm-hmm. uh, because she did really good, but they—I don't think they gave her enough depth. For we need more emotion in this. We need we need that love interest. Ang pines over her. And the cartoon and everyone knows that but here you you go he's smiling oh you're really good he's complimenting her and it's oh thanks yeah cool bro and well it, i think
2: like... amanda brought up a good point about that he's so much younger looking than her that it yeah. probably be it'd be weird yeah. like i like i think it was one-sided like if he had like crush on her that works but the mutual i think you people are like that's a little problematic oh, i think I... that's
3: why
0: well, even in the animated show i feel like it was very much ang at first yeah like he's just like gung-ho for her she's like okay that's nice no because but then
3: she was, she was googly eyes oh who's that boy in the ice? oh he's he's kind of cute and it blossomed. i feel like
2: we're now just projecting this relationship down here we're just like <laughs> no
1: i wasn't no, interested I first no
2: you were interested first bro i think,
1: I think that's weird. Years- i mean there's some zutara energy over there so cool. no. <laughs> I can uh, see I can up. All right. here we go we're going we're
0: going we're going down
1: that road uh we won't go there yet um but yeah oh, they're, they're
2: they're going there i could tell you can
3: tell, can tell. <laughs> we're going there eventually um general's out <laughs> you had such a great strong character he was there for the initial fight they say he's a very strong firebender you watch it you can tell he has skill but then they don't give it enough he's kind of he became the worm tail of lord of the rings well yeah. he- this, this, this. this is, oh, yes, I'm going to go connive and do this. No, you were a strong character. You were the main force with Zuko. To, I'm going to overcome you and get my honor and get the Avatar and stuff like that. Now it's kind of, well, I mean, you're, you're there. But once with the fishing, I think that put him right back in. He became that person we love to hate. That put him right up there. The, por- the performance, he's doing good with what they gave him. But I think if they would have gave him that earlier and that final scene is like the buildup, that would have been like the climax right there. That would have been like, oh, I hate this guy. And now he did that. And the whole black and white, once it did that, I was like, that really said it because I was like, it took me back to, oh, this guy's... So evil, look what he just did. But that, that was my two cents on him. I was like,
0: they could have gave him more instead of being weak. Mm. Oh, before, I was like, I was going to add something really quick about Aang that just popped in my head. Did anybody else notice he didn't water bend? Yes.
3: Mm. He didn't.
0: He didn't water bend at all. It's the book of water, and so he didn't try. He didn't, he didn't even try to water bend. Nobody, like guitar didn't push him. You know the the masters over there in the, the at the at the northern temple, northern Air, water temple, didn't do anything. That was my gripe. I'm like, Ang didn't master any other no bending discipline. To throw they're, it
2: out there, yeah, they are they basically hand wave that with. uh Well, he found a good master, and by by, I bet you, by the beginning of season two, he already knows how to do it. I think. Yeah. Like, they're going to do that off screen. I, I want to throw in one for that. I, the thing I hated Go that they it. did, like, oh, burns me. They steal the Uncle Iroh emotional scene of when Zuko's leaving and he basically is telling me, you know, I, I think of you as a son and they give all the lines to Zuko where he's like oh your son would have been proud of you which i don't know if did they ever bring up his son in the show not, not in that way much. not in that way so like i felt like that was completely robbed and i was like oh man that kind of sucks like like that was a great moment for my, like he had a little bit like i always felt like Iro was like they switched the emotional characteristics of these the dynamic of these two like or iroh is more effusive about his his feelings for zuko it felt like it was the other way around now and like iroh was like he was he was trying to keep buttoned up and keep like a little bit of his reputation i'm like no you that's not him like he's just he is everyone he is the fun uncle he is fun dad thing that is a reference from another show that no one will get um but it's just just like he's just like that and it's just it's perfect but here they let zuko be more um you know take that backseat emotionally to zuko and zuko was way more emotional and i even think a little bit of when he stood up to the generals i feel like that like kind of took because they just it was like oh man no he was a dick about it that's why he got slapped down but They don't portray Zuko as a dick at pretty much at all. I feel like the writers were like, we are not going to make the boys dicks. Like we are not doing that. We are not going to make Sokka or Zuko bad guys. They're going to be good. It's like someone's an older brother who was tired of being so they were a dick by their sister. Like it really, it really feels that way because it was like not that Katara was bad or anything, but like, like yeah, like the sister, like Azula hates him, and it's just like, and that, when we're talking about Zhao, like they made him, they made Zhao, like I said, the worm tongue of the show. It was really because they gave all the good stuff that he did to Azula, which was like an editorial choice, and they made him like this. He was also suave as hell, you know, and they made him like <laughs> a backwoods, like a backwater hick commander yeah who never who never had any experience and who never i'm just like all right
3: short- <laughs>
2: yeah but he's but they shorthanded him to where he needed to go which i was fine with But i I do hate the rob hero of iroh uh, sorry of some good emotional moments here
1: no yeah and i'll just also say for uh, commander than Admiral Zhao he it was going to be tough because I, I think Ken Lung is, is a great actor I loved him in Lost uh, I love that way it's so many lost a in this um, but it was a downgrade from Jason Isaacs without a doubt and that's somewhat unavoidable um, Amanda any other like thoughts about this or anything else that rubbed you the wrong way before we go into uh, our journey out of the spirit world and and back into the uh the four nations
0: well oh yes uh well that only that for you because you're ready to say he was already to jump in i'm like no no, no that that's your that's your uh, just
3: that's
0: your yeah for me it was the waterbending i i think you know the fact that ang didn't touch it at all not even try not even that just really because again you know in the animated series each book is a water bending element and he does learn either he's he's touched it or he's still working on it or he's still but there's th- that i feel like is is part of ang's growth is coming to terms with these with these bending abilities and the lessons behind what it means to wield those and especially when he gets to the fire nation and he has to learn how to fire bend there's a lot behind that whereas it's easier for him to you know master water and master earth because he has better relationships with the characters that teach him how to do those things and there's a better history there and so i i feel like you know you miss that they miss that entirely by not letting him at least try to water bend or at least you know do start training with katara more you know they turned it into the let's splash water at each other scene i'm like you know mm. i'm like give him give him a little bit more to do so i feel like that was one of my biggest issues with this with this the uh, the season again i don't know if they're gonna cont- if they're gonna try to mat- line it up with you know kind of the books in the animated series but i i really feel like there was a big it took a big hit that ang didn't even get to do get to even touch or try water bending. we didn't even see him do it once so that that was probably my biggest issue storytelling wise is they did Ang a disservice mm. by not letting him at least open that, you know, open that book, if you yeah. will. Yeah, but you were ready to go.
3: He just it popped in. I was like, what else did I like? I was like, oh, yes.
0: Yeah,
1: please share
3: the, the Avatar states. Mm. Right. So you get it where he first goes to the air temple. He blows the horn. There's all these statues of all the previous avatars. So I was like, wow. That's amazing because you can see the line. It's like fire, earth, water, all that. And then you're like, okay, cool. This one you got, oh, I got to go to a statue and then I can chime in on it. Well, now you're taking them all over the world to find these statues where each one was at. Instead of, well, I'm going to go into this meditative state. I'm like, I need you. Give me some of your wisdom. Now he's like, well, let me leave my friends here. They're going to stay here. There's Maybe, you know, they might die. I'm going to go talk with this guy real quick to find out what's going on. I'll fly back on my on my sky buffalo here but um and then yeah. when she came out in manifestation so oh my I was like no no that is not how that works so like you don't I was like what is a poltergeist you're pulling a dead spirit to come through and wreak havoc I was like that's not
2: so <laughs> I'm assuming that doesn't happen in the show at all no yeah i kind of like i just wanted to double check because i'm just like this feels like someone was a real big fan of kiyoshi and was just like let's let's get so much mileage out of this because this is a cool character and did not care one iota if that was true to the story or not
3: like he would get the information he would talk to her and, and you know she pretty much told him like you have to do this this is your thing and i was like all right cool they're sticking with that but then i was like wait why is she here kicking everyone's ass i was like that's not how this goes i was like what or the fact yeah. that he has to travel everywhere to go light up a statue in order to get to the avatar presence it's
2: the beacons of gondor man <laughs> yes <laughs> they are lit
0: well <laughs> the main thing was too if you count waterbend how in the world did you channel fish kaiju yes. like that yeah. that because in the show i feel like that avatar state you know came because ang was already learning or at least kind of at least somewhat decent with waterbending and already had that connection. And then, of course, there was that he went to go talk to the, the the water spirit at that point. He was in the spirit world when that happened. Yeah. So in the animated series, so I'm like, so you, you didn't even touch water. You didn't really commune with any other than, you know, your brief moment in front of the statue. But then you're able to summon fish kaiju.
3: Well, yeah, because he, he went into the water and all the magical properties are going to take over. The avatar properties unleashed.
0: Yeah. So that was <laughs> my addition to your avatar.
1: <laughs> I will slightly defend the transformation to Kyoshi because there were very brief moments where we saw something like that in the original where um when Aang was on trial for the murder created by Kyoshi we do see him get on her appearance for a split second but he's definitely not you know taking out an army Um, or when he meets uh, the one firebending master like he you know appears as uh Roku to him for a second but Yeah, that that was too much. I I wasn't a fan of that change, but I I think, you know, we'll we'll see if they keep that come a a season two, if we get a season two, which I guess just kind of going into our close. uh, I'm curious yet. Do you guys think this deserves another season? And if so, would you watch it? So, Bill, I'm going to go to you first because I think you already have mentioned like like, you're pretty convinced that they're going to go forward with another season. Is that something you want?
2: Uh,
1: I'm trying to see right now in real time
2: um, if they've released any numbers. Because I remember like after One Piece, mm-hmm. like it was a few days later um, that they have like, they're like, holy shit, so many people watch this. Um, it's interesting. I think they've probably made a commitment to it. Like, I'm just going to take a guess, an educated guess here or not an educated guess, depending if your thoughts on me is the critics are split. And you can tell on this podcast, we are split. Um, there's a lot of good here. There's a lot of good here. And this could easily, I don't know if this is a Netflix tentpole. I don't know if this, I don't think this is going to be Stranger Things. I think it's better than Rebel Moon, <laughs> which they were hoping was going to be <laughs> a tentpole. But uh, I think we will see a season two. If I'm just going to bet, if I bet a dollar on it, sure. Well, I watch? Yeah. I'll tune in because I think there's enough good here. Especially again, it's high get and and listen. We've seen shows where that beginning it's rough, man. Like we've seen, you know, we'll throw back to Game of Thrones. We don't want to throw to even House of the Dragon recently. A lot of shows start off like there's a stumble out the gate. You know what I mean? Or it's not fully formed yet. The actors haven't got their chemistry yet. There's all this stuff happening. Oh, I heard someone coming up my stairs. It was my dog. I was like, <laughs> is everyone home? What's going on? <laughs> uh, it's just my old dog. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: He's just like, oh, shut up. Leave me alone. Um, I also think there was a distinct lack of apa in this, mostly because of budget. Um, and um, But I think there's enough good here where people will enjoy it and will come back to it. And I enjoyed it enough and I will come back to it. I have a much better feeling about the show um, on a Saturday than I did on a Thursday night. And it's not because I'm tired. It's because I usually I'm more way grumpier when I'm tired. So, or just a silly monster. Um, So I, I am looking at this. I'm like, there is enough good here where we can get a good second season, especially if you're going to go with Azula. Is is if this is gonna if this character is gonna be a straw that stirs the drink, I'm all in because this is a a character that has so much upside. There's so much we haven't explored, and I'm interested to see where it will go. And, you know, maybe I'll even, you know, depending on what little one wants to do, we'll probably continue with the, cart- the animated series and we'll probably make our way through it. So, yeah, I am excited to see what will happen. And I do think unless this is an unmitigated disaster, I don't think it uh, in terms of viewership, I think uh, we will see AC. Although, again, and, and my final takeaway from this is I, mean, I kind of want to go back and watch One Piece uh, again because that was a lot of fun. <laughs> So not the animated series, man. I can't, watch 60- it, no. I can't
0: watch sixty fucking
3: episodes this weekend. I got like we have nine for X-Men in three days. <laughs> like, you know? You can watch all 1881 episodes within a week. You'll be you'll be good.
2: I am employed, sir.
3: <laughs> my company does not let
2: me
1: take time off. He needs to sleep at some point. Fuck sleep. No, I can't even get time off. Oh, <laughs> anyway, that's my thoughts on it. Okay. Well, thanks, um, Amanda. Season two, yay, nay?
0: I think yes. I think yes for sure because this is other than One Piece. I feel like this is one of their most successful live action adaptations. Um, you know, again, you you got mixed reviews. It was all right, but oh, Death Death Note was great, right? Oh, Death Note, <laughs> death oh. note. fresh <laughs> wound. You're bringing that up, God, those fresh that wound. It was to... six years ago. <laughs> all right, Zuko and and Iro, you good over there? <laughs> but I really feel like this was, you know, like Bill said, there were a lot of very good points about this. I think there were, you know, this the season ended on a good, strong note. Again, Fish Kaiju was cool, um, and there were a lot of good things to like about this series. So I I feel like there's enough interest for for them to make a season two. Um, do I I I don't think this is going to be the Game of Thrones they're looking for, though. I feel like honestly, that's what go- they have it in one piece. And they've Netflix has committed to it. I mean, they've they've already, you know, they're redoing, they're gonna air the, the the updated animated, you know, anime. You know, they're having the whole thing redone by I think it was maybe Wit, if I remember correctly, for the studio, but um, but you know, they they're having that whole thing redone. They are committed, they've already started, they're still continuing to market One Piece and they are still te- they're already talking about season two. Like you see, a lot of the social media content for Netflix still centers around One Piece, even though yes um avatar you're seeing a lot of the same kind of content where it's get to know the cast you know here's the behind the scenes moments and kind of a lot with the like what they did for one piece you see them continue to push that so i feel their their franchise game of thrones hit You know, their their pillar is going to be one piece but i can see avatar continuing to still grow it just won't grow at that level and like bill i want to go back and watch watch one piece again for like the eighth time at this point so (laughs) um you know so but yes i think we're going to get a season two for sure and will i watch it yeah i'm gonna watch it because i'm i'm still intrigued enough Mm -hmm. and i'm hoping that they do get my girl right this Mm -hmm. next season and the actress i got for azula she's great i i like they already are planting the seeds of her her craziness early so Mm -hmm. i am i am intrigued as well to see where they go with it and to see maybe a little bit more fire daddy never hurts anybody so (laughs) there you go for you you're
2: welcome so, so, so just to let you guys know like variety which those who don't know is like very insider like television movie trade you know it was it was one of the all times. Old timers, they're just reporting on the week of January 22nd through the 28th now with Netflix streaming. So we might not know until next month what that streaming rate, like they're just talking about Griselda, which we talked about, Josh, what, two months ago? (laughs) Like, it, it feels like that, which apparently was a monster hit for them we're not going to find that out for a while and and by the way apparently that show and this is just to show you the netflix model here is like apparently that had 1.6 billion minutes viewed it was a number one in nielsen for streaming and they're saying it's one of the first one of the rare occasions that a netflix original recently has been it's been like suits and uh, don't get me started and like (laughs) it's like we might not know for a month but if that show gets that much like i feel like avatar could get it could I don't know about that
1: many, but like, I think you get there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. We'll have to to wait and see what those numbers look like. But Brandon, as the one among us who was probably the most down on this show, probably the most willing to burn everything down to the ground. Do you want a season two?
3: Yes. Very simple. They, They got a lot of story left to go uh they did really well with the earth kingdom so i'm excited uh the mvp of the show is soon to be coming up uh she's going to be a giant bodybuilder and it's going to be great it's just going to be like the the show at travel. the end yeah right there you're a six foot buff guy oh she's so happy i'm all that's what i want <laughs> when they introduce her she needs to just be this hulking man some bodybuilder is like oh, i'm tough <laughs> and just everything explodes i uh, <laughs> But aside from that, I do think uh, towards the end, like Bill was saying, it got much better. It showed a lot of progress. Uh, the first couple of episodes were hard to push through. It, it, like As us that like the show, we were nitpicking, but towards the end, it did get better. And now I'm like, all right, they got their direction. They got their pacing. It's It's bound to get better. And I know season two is going to be that way because you're going to get a lot more action now. There was a lot in this, but now the story is going to pick up. Game of Thrones style? No, that is One Piece. uh, This is going to be my comparison real quick. One Piece has the story background for Game of Thrones. Avatar doesn't have that depth. There's a lot of depth to it, but not where they want it to go to. This will be a three to four season. I think it should go all four seasons, cover each book, give it that closure. Now, if they want to expand it more like they're doing with Game of Thrones, you got the legends of Korra and you can go around down that route if the numbers stay up. But I think it's going to last a couple more seasons, um, depending on where they take the story.
1: Surprisingly positive, but I will agree. I <laughs> I, I, I want to see Toph. And I mean, we all know it's, it's Toph because it sounds like tough. So you no, know, I could see them getting, you know, a jacked seven foot tall, you know, maybe, you know, Dwayne, the rock Johnson. Now, I'm just saying, let's, you heard it here first. <laughs> i can see it can see yeah it. once he's finished doing whatever he's doing with wrestlemania which you all know a lot more than i do so i'm not even gonna get it yeah, like it's you know. gonna be five minutes down. from your house yeah I, I i'll just invite him over for dinner then yeah okay <laughs> bill
2: you look <laughs> pain so right
0: much
2: now. <laughs> I, I mean i am physically in pain right now but i mean like <laughs> not from this podcast uh i mean yeah i mean he could do it but I don't think he will. I mean, listen. If you're gonna get anyone, Dave Batista.
0: Oh, that'd be good, mm-hmm.
2: actually. Because I feel like if there's anyone who'd be <laughs>
0: down, we just fantasy casted. You're welcome, Netflix. There we go. There so we Dave go.
2: Batista, come on the podcast. We got a lot to talk about.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, whatever they do with Tolf, I think there's so much to cover in season two. Like, I think this show would be very excited to go into bossing say and and explore all of the intrigue and the political dynamics there. So I think if they get the chance, you know, they will make the most of it. And so I'm cautiously hopeful still. I, I came into the series cautiously hopeful. I'm going to remain that way. Um, I will come for a season two, but um, yeah, I think they just got to fix some of these issues. Just like some of these things that aren't working, you know, they really got to figure out what they're doing with Aang. I think that's the biggest thing for me. If they can fix that, I think season two will be a lot better, but we may have to wait a while. I mean, probably going to have a, a few more seasons of the live action One Piece before that. So, um, in which case, I'm sure we will be back. This is our, you know, our uh, team uh, live action adaptation here. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll have to see whatever the the next one Netflix does. But um, with that, just want to thank you all for going on this journey with me. It's been uh, quite a ride. We'll give our uh, our Sky Bison a rest now and uh before we go that's me that's me. <laughs> you you can't be iro and op but that's that's too that's much fair. leave some talent for the I'm rest man, of us
3: all right all right, all right.
1: <laughs> but let's let's close and let people know where they can find us um on the interwebs uh on the podcasting world uh amanda as my wonderful co-host please tell people where they can find you
0: so i am at amandalorian on instagram and of course, we have a couples cosplay uh, account at Brandalorian, which we will be our con season starts next week for us. So you'll start seeing more activity. We have uh, Jujitsu Kaizen, which I love. He's yeah, but he's going to do it anyway. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. And of course, you know, Mashal cosplay coming up in the works. And we have quite a bit. We have a lot of newer cosplays coming. So more on that. Um, I am at Reznor Schick on X as well. And I am one of the co-hosts for the socially distanced podcast which you know you can catch pretty much every friday i don't think we've ever missed a friday (laughs) ever um and so you can hear us every week as we talk about you know all kinds of pop culture goodness whether it's marvel star wars we survive rebel moon uh you know we just had our our quick uh you know uh anime run with with our our last two weeks of of avatar here and there's more to come But i'll let bill i'll let bill take care of all of that but i'm going to switch over to my Uh, my crazy Fire Kingdom half over here so let people know where they can find you on social.
3: Well, those with low center of gravity like myself, you are amazing. You can find me at Brandon Vice Wrestling's on Instagram and Facebook on the X. That's right. I'm going to give it to you. That happened. You're welcome. Yeah, you can
1: find me at Amanda,
2: you got to stop, drop, and shut him down before he opens up shop.
3: (laughs) Whoa, let's go. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> that's, how that's how rough riders sweet. roll i'm sorry so much i love y'all too oh uh,
1: that's rough buddy well
3: x is at uh havoc uh 1775 and of course you can always find our flamazing matches on title match network youtube and so forth look for the flock and brawlers brand Vice, and casey black rose
0: and hybrid school of wrestling because i am coming from so hybrid school of wrestling as well you can catch them catch them and all of the fantastic matches they have a show tonight as well so
3: heartbreakers too yeah that's right it's gonna be an amazing show
1: very nice all right and bill i know you are the man of a million podcasts so um please share us share with us the the many many things you have going on right now
2: yes check out socially distance every single friday except for thanksgiving week that's the week we take off that's right uh, we, next week is pretty awesome we are going back to x-men the animated series we have marvel comics frank martin who worked on x-men he's worked on hulk he worked on star wars whole bunch of stuff he's going to be joining myself amanda and alex to talk about the phoenix and dark phoenix sagas from the x-men animated series in anticipation of X-Men 97. Uh, The week after that, it's the uh, To Be Determined episode 200. We'll see how that goes. And then following that, well, get your weird popcorn buckets out. I'm not going to judge you for what you do with them, because we're going to Dune 2, baby. Uh, After that, uh, in theory, we're going to be talking about Billy Bobby Brown's Netflix film, Damsel, and then closing out March with the Matrix 25th anniversary pod. Follow that on all your favorite forms of streaming platforms for podcasts also the bill and the bill versus the mcu podcast uh on pop break today uh we are in our x-men rewatch uh series we just did the first three x-men now we're heading into days of futures past and though the actually the fast bender mcavoy era of x-men and then join josh alex and i on tv break again shogun gonna be the big one uh we're gonna i'm gonna cry a lot it's gonna be great uh follow me on X at Bodkin writes. I got a couple uh pieces coming out on thepopbreak.com, which is celebrating its 15-year anniversary in September. Follow us on all forms of social media at the popbreak except YouTube. We're at popbreak.com and um right around the time you're going to be hearing this uh we are going to be going to AEW uh Revolution yes sorry in Greensboro South Carolina Sting's last match our very own Kimmy Soko will be there and she'll be uh she will be uh getting all sorts of cool videos for us on our YouTube page so go check that out we got a lot of cool stuff up there right now so Josh um I know you're not really on that much social media, but tell us about your podcast that you do with various people in your life.
1: Yes. Well, Bill, you already mentioned the uh, podcast we do every month with Alex, so very much looking forward to Shogun. Uh, we'll make sure to bring plenty of tissues for you. Don't worry. And it's uh, never pe- enough, never enough. But we can try. We can try. Um, and people can also find me on the Anniversary Brothers podcast, where every month my brother Aaron and I talk about the anniversary of our favorite TV shows and films. Um, we can be found on the Pop Break TV and the Pop Break Today feed. Uh, we most recently talked about, uh, Family Guy, which was a little rough, but it was, it was a fun conversation. And, uh, we also talked about the Lego movie. And I will say we are on a bit of a kick this year with, uh, animated, um, features. And actually we do have a a little bit of an anime coming up soon. So, uh, um, just going to tease that a little bit. Um, so definitely make sure to check that out on the, uh, the Pop Break TV feed, um, but on that note, uh thank you all so much for coming and joining us through this wonderful journey. It has been a blast. Um and we hope that you will come back next month for our next Anime Pop episode. So until then, take care, Flamio and yip yip. Yip yip motherfuckers.